The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Previously on Lonely Boys. Oh, there's Dead Mouse over there. Oh my god. Oh my god. Brandeis <laughs> is here. Finally, Serena. Brandeis, how's Congressman Wade? He's polling very well these days. Oh, nice dick joke. Okay. Uh, okay. All right, Brandeis. Okay. So here's your target. That guy over there talking to my mom, Ed Conwell. And remember, you guys are my BFFs from NYU. So we got it, Blair. We're closed for businessmen. Go off. (laughs) Goes off. (laughs) Go go off, Brandeis. Go off. Go off. Like verbally? Go off. (laughs) And take your troop with you. Okay, bye. (laughs) What? Mother said she wanted me to pack the crowd with wholesome American girls. Did Brandeis just fly out of here? (laughs) So you hired escorts? B. You couldn't tell your mom you don't have friends at NYU. Prostitutes are people too, and they have a lot of disposable, disposable income. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off as well. Go off, Blair. I'm shaking my fucking head. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down season three, episode seventeen of Gossip Girl, Inglorious Bastards. But I am not here by myself. I am here with someone I would never sell to my creepy uncle for a hotel, Brendan Ruffle. Hello, I am, of course, your co-host, the creepy uncle of podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, daily ho to Cream Nation. I'm recording live, as always, from the Creamatorium. I am your editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly. So much creepy uncle Jack. Are we finally done I know. with it, him? We really are in the uh, creepy uncle era of yeah. the show. You must be thriving. <laughs> I'm really not, because uh, this is like maybe the most uncomfortable I've ever been watching a Gossip Girl episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe... Uh, do you regret now uh, donning yourself the creepy uncle uh, yeah, podcast? Yeah. <laughs> how creepy uncle heavy this show has gotten. I know. So people like listen to this show and they hear me label myself that, like... They're going to think that I, like newcomers, are going to think my favorite character is Creepy Uncle Jack. Yeah, they're going to be like, why does he love Jack Bass? So his favorite Chuck is, is, he loves the Bass family very much. Uh, all right, Brendan, we have not one, but two guests today. So I, I think I think we should just bring them in so we can we can get to the fun. Yeah, I mean, and, we and, always uh, talk about how much we love our two-hander episodes, but this is a four. Yeah. You know, I guess this is almost a, an eight-hander in a way. How do you figure? Two hands each person. You know what? I didn't realize that we were using both hands for this. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, well, you know, I kind of spoiled who the guests were going to be uh, last week because we, we were having so much fun with Spencer. I just had to. I just had to let you him let know loose. who I was going to be talking to, just to give him some excitement to close yeah, out the show. Yeah, a rare week moment from you. I know. It's well. It's Albany month. It's, yeah. It's Albany yeah, month here. Sure. We, it was West Coast Albany month. Friends. Now it's Albany month. It's, and, and they seamlessly transitioned into <laughs> they each really other. They really did. So, 
another another two great great dear friends of mine are on the podcast this week one of them much like us brendan one of them is a, a gossip girl maybe expert has seen the whole show and one of them has not oh, seen shit. well one of them promised me uh he would watch it watched one episode on my hbo max account and then uh never watch it again so okay. very disappointed there <laughs> yeah. but very excited to talk to both of them please welcome to the podcast for the very first time sean gallagher and katherine dickerson welcome guys hello hey. hi what's up all right let's see let's, uh, that's it that's it that's, that's <laughs> it we're all here let's get, let's, let's get into it oh, no thank you thank you for joining us very very excited uh again i know you guys are fuming at me sorry for running a little bit late but uh, mm. i'm very happy we could all get here uh to to talk about a a classic episode, one that, uh, as I mentioned to, to you guys when I was talking to you a couple weeks ago, uh, one of the first, very first episodes off the board, Catherine said, we have to have this episode. Oh, I forgot episode, you said that, yeah. The episode where Chuck sells his girlfriend for a hotel. <laughs> um, yeah. And here we are. I mean, it might have even been the first one off the board. It was definitely one of the first ones. So very exciting that we finally yeah. got here. This is a great yeah. move by him. Also, like, I, I, I want to use this move at some point when I'm playing Monopoly. And just sell Nicole for somebody's hotel. <laughs> for somebody's hotel. It's a good, good idea. Park place, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, yeah. I think it might work out better if you when you land on like Park Place with a hotel on it, and oh. you say, you know what? I'll just give you Nicole. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> I know she's playing with your digger. <laughs> I'm having too much fun. I don't want to go bankrupt. <laughs> well, l- like we just said, a very a very big episode of the show. Uh, couldn't. Couldn't have found two better people to discuss this with. Uh, I'm, I'll ask you what I ask all of our first-time guests, and that's uh, you know just to give us a little history that you have with the show, when you started watching it, uh, if you've ever rewatched it, why you started watching it, you, you know, j- just stuff like that. Uh, Catherine, what is what is your history of the show with the show? Um, this is one of my favorite shows. I started watching it like. Middle school, transitioning into high school at my grandma's house. And um, yeah, I just kind of like came across it and watched it like three times through. So So did did grandma recommend it to you? um, Yeah, she was like, girl, you got to watch this. (laughs) Um, um, Yeah, it was it was just. I just came across it and. It's like my comfort show. I mm. love this show deeply. So, yeah. Yeah, it's very easy to just throw on an episode when you want to watch something that you don't have to don't have to think too hard about and just want to kind of escape into the into the universe of the Upper East Side. And uh, Sean, how come you think you're too good to watch the show? Well, I wouldn't say I think I'm too good. Um, I don't know. I, I love. Would you call this a teen drama? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'd call it. Yeah. All right, cool. I got the genre right. Um, <laughs> So I don't think I'm too cool for it. I love some Dawson's Creek. Uh, my sister tried to get me into One Tree Hill. I think this one was one that my sister definitely watched while we were both in high school, but somehow I was never around when she watched it. Uh, so I was never really exposed to it until you got really into it uh, oh, yeah. during that winter break that you always talk about. <laughs> he really loves talking about that winter break. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great winter break. <laughs> it was it's a great famous winter one. break. And you watched a lot of Gossip Girl. And you, yes, you I did. You wanted me to get into it, and I I held steady, and I, I just refused for some reason. Um, I must have been watching something else at the time. And, uh, yeah, so now I'm I'm 
three full episodes in. I've watched the pilot. I watched the episode right before Inglorious Bastards. The okay. Wow. Okay. And now Inglorious Bastards. That's so. good. Good job on you. Not that's saying I won't watch the show. But and, I have uh, yet to watch the show fully. And what do you think? Uh, are Are you uh, coming away with uh, with good thoughts about the show? You know what? I I'll say I'm intrigued by the show, but at this point in my life, there's just too much content, and I don't know if I, I, no, I, I can get around to I this. Yeah, it. it's not on top I of your will, list. I will say though, after we watched this episode, Sean was like, "That was a good episode." So maybe oh, it's there we go. Okay. To, to a a magical place. Yeah, maybe a yes. couple more podcast appearances and forcing him to watch a few more episodes. He'll be he'll be like, "All right, I gotta watch this from the beginning now." Yeah, and maybe you guys start your problem. own uh, rival show since you have an expert and uh, a newbie. Yeah, I think that's, that's the natural order of things. Gang, <laughs> <laughs> also, I have a request for you too. And then, what's your request? Uh, next next time you ask people like their history with the show, can you do it like the Resident Evil Four merchant? And can you say, "What's your history with the show?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm taking. And, and then, if you ask Sean too. You're like, uh, can you do it the same way? It'd be like. Well, you're too good for the show. I think I think <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. I'll keep that in mind. I, I have one thing that I can say, like that guy that I that I pretty much mastered at this point. Yeah. I don't know if I could start doing. I think you should just do any we'll qu- any question you you have to ask. <laughs> you should, no matter how long the question is. I'll just do the whole thing as that random guy. <laughs> All right, we'll I've do never, a, we'll I do don't a know who this episode. person is. <laughs> I don't know who this person is, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um. All right. So just one more thing before we get into the episode. Catherine and Sean, based on the three episodes you've seen, I guess, do you guys have a uh, a favorite or least favorite character of this show? Oh, well, my favorite character... Well, okay, I'll say my favorite character is Blair. I am... Nice. Yes. I love that she's problematic. I love that she's mm-hmm. ruthless. Mm-hmm. I love that she goes after what she wants. And I feel like what she wanted for such a long time was Chuck. And the reason why I'm so sad about this episode is because Chuck is my second favorite character. Oh, yeah. They're, they're top two. And like, tough, tough one for Chuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. But Blair Blair's my favorite. Um, least favorite? Jenny. Jenny. Oh, another Jenny oh, yeah. hater. You couldn't, you couldn't see me, but I was, I was waving my arm in support when you were giving your bear <laughs> love, and now I have put my hand, my arm, my entire arm is now down to my side, yeah. very limp right now, not oh. supporting your Jenny hate. All episode long too. Nicole was in the room, just like oh, I fucking hate her. We've got it's a whole month. You know what? The West Coast month, Albany month has been a big Jenny hating month. Yeah, something about the Albany crowd hates yeah. Jenny, hates Jenny Humphrey. I don't know. Jenny in this episode, you know, this, I, like yeah. we were watching the episode and I was screaming Jenny. I, I was know. like, Jenny, come on, this, girl. Uh, even for me, honestly, this, you this, love, is bad, this is a bad one for me for Jenny. I didn't no, like but her you, this one. You love Blair because she always gets what you want, get what she wants. Jenny is also <laughs> always going for what she wants. Oh, and right now what she wants is Nate and she's going to get Nate if it's the last thing she does. <laughs> I know. I know. Chuck goes for what he wants, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's very true sean who's your favorite and least favorite based on the limited episodes you've seen well it's funny because i think Catherine read my mind i i didn't care for jenny in this oh, episode and, right, let's just end this know. episode early. 
I watched the episode before this one, and uh, I felt really bad for Jenny, and and she was not a disliked character in my mind. There you go. Okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> there's something about her behavior in this one. It's uh, it's sneaky. It's, it's naughty, sly. naughty. Yeah, it's naughty, <laughs> naughty for sure. Uh, so so Jenny is down there on my list. Um, uh, and as someone who's only seen three episodes, uh, I I'm so happy that I got to land on Dorota and Vanya. Oh yeah, Woo! huge. So, yeah. I'm excited about that. I like I like those too. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't get to see any of the build up for the relationship, but you did get to see the proposal. Yeah, and, that, and the build up is very part. spotty too. Like it's you had to pick point like pinpoint very specific episodes to find their relationship growth, and you land yeah, you land we'll on do... the great one. We'll do when, during a rewatch. We'll do the Dorota and Vanya cut one time. <laughs> sure, we just right, watch right. the Dorota and Vanya. Scenes. I mean, that'll be a quick. It'll be episode, a very quick. Yeah. It'll be a very quick watch through. Um, all right, let's. Let, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Brendan, it is your time to shine. The episode Ooh, title is here. "Inglorious Bass," spelled B-A-S-S. Turds. Do you know what that is referencing? Okay, this is uh, a classic Quentin film, uh, "The Hateful Eight. There we right, go. There Thank we you. Go. Uh, <laughs> all right, Brendan. Uh, what what is your official answer? <laughs> yeah, the Inglorious Bastards. Even if I wow. just said it the way it was spelt for the title, I would have gotten it right. If I was just a <laughs> you know a medialist moron, as they <laughs> they often call me. So, and, and they do. They yeah. are always calling you. Yes. Um, and then I told you we had an easy an easy stretch coming up, and, and you've been on such a roll. You are now over five hundred. Oh you are nine percent. And we're getting close to the end the of the season time, too. The first time this season with five episodes to go. Do you think you can do it? Um, I, I'm really tempted to see the rest of the list and see if like I, I can get them off the top of my head and see if I'm good to go. But I think I can do it. I think I'm good. They, 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 they've been really throwing me some slam dunks here. I'm ready to finish strong. All right. So also, no Lily in this episode again. So that is a shame. Very uh, original shame. air date. April 5th, 2010, and that is also the day that this episode takes place, so we now know that Nate's birthday is April 5th, and uh, wow. speaking, speaking of Nate's birthday, we start the episode, and, and as soon as it starts, we, we know it's going to be a wild one, an assassin-type <laughs> montage as the characters are getting ready for this game. Uh, Nate sees Serena with handcuffs, tells her that he hopes those are for his birthday, and uh, Serena says, actually, Chuck and Blair left them, but uh, happy birthday, though. <laughs> and, you know, say what you want about Chuck and Blair, but unlike Dan and Vanessa, those are two characters we, we don't have to worry about being in a rut. We're going to have to worry <laughs> about other things later in the episode, but being in a rut is not yeah. one of them. No, we, we want Chuck and Blair to fuck as much as they possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> that is the mission statement of this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Nate is kissing serena notices this weird holster she has so he understandably asks what it is and serena's like oh it's a uh, it's a garter holster for my my cell phone uh it doesn't seem suspicious to nate at all he's not catching no. on and serena has not told nate his birthday surprise and now she tells him that the plan is to go to this uh benefit for the endangered asian horned toads and nate's like really a toad benefit for my birthday and he's like yeah yeah i know it's not what you want to do on your birthday but uh you know we can do just do something you want this weekend and plus you're gonna have lunch with your grandfather anyway like i cannot blame nate this whole episode for not wanting to like i think it's absurd that serena gets mad at him later when she's like why weren't you on time for my toad <laughs> like, i was excited for the iconic frick benefit <laughs> yeah, the benefit, of course. Um, I was excited for him to go to the I, Toad Benefit and for him to get greeted by the first person and then just go, hello! <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry, what like, was that? Like Toad <laughs> from, from Mario. <laughs> oh. 
the collective O's <laughs> as the audience understands your joke after you explain it. <laughs> That's what a comedian really wants. Not is lesser, it? but everyone's just going, oh. oh. Acknowledge. <laughs> yes. So, uh, this obviously makes Nate a little upset. Uh, that's why I don't ever like these surprise parties where you make a person think it's, you didn't plan for anything long, for them. Too. Like, he has to wait around for like six hours yeah, by himself. Or you, that you planned something grandpa. bad. It's just mean. It, 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 it is even though, uh, Even though uh, on the very podcast right now, Sean, you did throw me one of the great surprise parties. I, I've talked about that on, on this very podcast where the surprise was ruined for me. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, there's people out there that just ruin surprises. They're meant to do it. There are people out there like that. Listen, it's tough. Ian Ian did not understand that when he was added to a group me that said uh, Gagan surprise party, that meant he wasn't <laughs> supposed to tell me about it. <laughs> it's tough out there. So Nate tells Serena, uh, you know, he's going to hit the shower. Serena says uh, she'll see him at three for the big benefit. And Nate passes Dorota. She doesn't even wish him a happy birthday. And she's like, I feel bad not wishing him happy birthday or bringing him Polish sausage in bed. And like, Dorota wasn't even allowed to do that because, according mm. to Serena, Nate has to think that everyone is blowing off his birthday, so he'll be really surprised tonight. Just unnecessary. And, uh, obviously, it's going to end up making him want to make other plans. This is such a Serena move, too. Also, I, I do want to say that I bet Vanya likes to bring Dorota Polish sausage in bed. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But, yeah. It, it, oh. oh, right. Come on, guys. Oh. <laughs> there we go. No, it, it's frustrating. And this is, like, of course, this is the way that Serena likes to plan birthday parties. This is <laughs> her biggest fault. Yeah, and... I love that she did this. I, I feel like Serena, I feel like this is a fan. I resonate with this move. Like, I love a, a fake out for a birthday. <laughs> you love fake so, out. All right, Sean, you know what to do when you have to plan well, the next birthday. I told Catherine when we first started dating, I don't like surprise parties, but I'll let you throw me one for my 30th birthday. <laughs> what a surprise. Why are really planning ahead? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And so, um, Dorota was able to pickpocket Nate's phone, and Serena puts it in her bag, and because uh, you know can't get any update, Gossip Girl updates about his birthday. Uh, we find out that Nate apparently loves Assassin. Uh, has anyone ever played Assassin here? No, I thought it was a made-up game for the show. Yeah, I don't. I hadn't heard of this game. No, it's they definitely out honestly watching them run around the city streets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they definitely also played something uh, similar to this in. To all the boys I've loved before, the second movie, not the first one, uh, and so I, I think it is a thing. Exists. It's kind of just like a uh, like tag, a more fun way. version of Manhunt. It looks fun. Yeah. Oh, we we yeah. we played a lot of Manhunt in our day. Oh yes, we, we love did. a good Th Manhunt. Those were the days. Um, and so this was the uh, the cute spoiler that Spencer mentioned last week, where Dorota has the lighter gun, and it it seems to very much <laughs> excite her. She is pretending to shoot the gun around, having a great time. <laughs> I mean, this is an MVP moment as soon as <laughs> it starts. It's like, all right, Dorota's going to win this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Dorota starts out on top, and it's going to be hard to take her down. <laughs> yeah. So Jack is selling all of Chuck's stuff on eBay. Uh, Chuck tells Jack to name his price for the hotel. It's gone on long enough, and Jack isn't interested. Chuck wants to know why he's doing all this just to hurt him, and uh, Jack seems disappointed that it was so easy to hurt Chuck because he, he's not the man he used to be. He's, he, he, uh, he, even even Chuck points out that, like, yeah, I'm not the man I used to be, uh, but change is good since uh, he's not in Thailand smoking hash with prostitutes, his words, and Jack That's just makes fun... Jack just makes fun of Chuck for being in love, throws that in his face. Uh, he's like, Bart always thought that you were soft, just just to bring his dead father back into it. Mm -hmm. And so Chuck's like, Bart left the company to me, and Jack said he's more than happy to uh, to let Lily guide his stock toward a profit. 
which confused me because I, I mean, first of all, Lily still isn't here, but I feel like once she finds out about this, she's just going to continue like running like Bass Industries, like the hotel, so that Jack can get a profit after what he did to Chuck. Right. Like, how do you? Is there a way to, like to cut him out of it, like get rid of his stock, or I don't know. Like, I, I don't know why she would continue to benefit him. Maybe yeah, she's her, get, maybe uh, her hands are tied. Uh, yeah, we don't need to know that much about it, but. I was going to say we need to get our lawyer back on the pod, but yeah. we, we do have another lawyer. Uh, Sean, I don't know what kind of uh, law you're practicing, but uh, it, may, maybe you, maybe, uh, maybe you can help us out here for mm. the legalities of certain things that may happen in this episode. Yeah, I got, I got a C- minus in hotel law. Oh, really? <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you do in bird law? I'm pretty good in bird law. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Were you there for the lesson where they uh, tell you about the logistics of how to uh, draw up a contract for... Uh, selling your girlfriend for a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> they just played this episode. Gonna need, <laughs> we're going to need some insight on that. <laughs> so uh, Chuck tells Jack he'll do anything to get the hotel back, and apparently he really does mean that, as we're going to find out. Um, Eric is back. That's exciting. Yeah. Apparently he's been in Japan all this time flirting with boys. Uh, Jonathan, uh, or he's getting over Jonathan here and Eric, uh, he needs to unfriend his new Japanese friends because uh, they really like bathhouses and group photos, which is very disturbing to both Eric and Jenny, who uh, I guess don't want to, don't want to see that on, on Eric's computer. I, I'm confused by this. <laughs> why doesn't, why don't they want to see this? <laughs> I, I, I don't know either. Ew, gross. Bathhouse. Ew, baths. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds like just like a bunch of wet men, which is what both of them would like. Yeah, you know what they're into. I think even Rufus was uh, Rufus was like not upset by it. I think he liked it the most. <laughs> well, R- Rufus was probably uh, hit up the bathhouse or two when, uh, during his time on the road. <laughs> we need to record an episode live from a bathhouse. <laughs> so Rufus tells Eric uh, he's sure there's lots of boys that want to go out with him. But as as we've pointed out before, Eric points out that he and Jonathan are the, are the only gay people in school. Also, <laughs> uh, according, to, according to the wiki, the first ever gay people overall. So yeah. it's hard when you're, when you're, when you're the first yeah, they're and pioneers. only at the school. Yeah, so uh, Eric's new plan is to bury himself in his work like Jenny. And what work? Eric does not have a job that we know of. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> What's he talking about? <laughs> I've never, also never, if he's talking about high school work, I've never heard a high schooler say they're going to bury themselves. Like, what work is there to do? <laughs> You just copy it all before the homework's due the day of. That's what you're supposed to do in high school. Yeah. So uh, Jenny confirms that she loves working for Eleanor. Doesn't need a guy to make her fulfilled, especially when he's unavailable. I don't know why she says that out loud. um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Eric Renly says, poor Nate. But it's because he's reading the email from Serena, reminding them to be an absolute dick to Nate all day. Um, And Rufus thinks that's mean. Hate to agree with Rufus, but uh, I, I agree. And Eric's like, no, it's fine. It's all an act. Serena's planning a whole surprise thing at the Waldorf's. And so this is when Jenny gets the bright idea. Uh, she's like, what, is Nate supposed to sit around all day thinking everyone forgot his birthday? Which I do think is a valid criticism of this. And, <laughs> like, at, at least when Sean threw me his failure of a surprise party, he didn't pretend that everyone had forgotten my birthday that day. <laughs> right, you're not supposed to sit by I, yourself. I, I really held on to the surprise for way too long and, and <laughs> tricked you for hours when you weren't being tricked. So really, the, the the surprise was on me when we showed up at the house. Exactly. I mean, I was down to just go with it like I was surprised, but uh-huh. uh, I guess you uh, were able to tell immediately that I was not surprised. And you're, you're like, did you know? And I was like, yeah, Ian told me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you always want to look at the person's face when you walk them into a surprise party. And I could see it written all over your face mm-hmm. that you had known. I thought you had known <laughs> for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but, it was a great party though. I had a great time. So that's really uh, a belated thank you for the, for the surprise party. <laughs> Till now to thank him. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I thanked him at the time. <laughs> I doubt I don't, it. I don't You're a fucking ingrate. <laughs> Yeah, it's been eating away at me that I haven't thanked you for the party until now. Yeah, I almost didn't come on the show today. <laughs> so, um, Jenny realizes she now has five hours to hang out with Nate and win him over. And, uh, you know, Jenny may be back to working girl Jenny, but she is still a schemer at heart. And she is always going to get what she wants, which is what some people like about Blair, but hate about Jenny for some reason. And Jen- Jenny uh, randomly says she's going to go to the fabric store and she puts on her black hat and leaves. <laughs> You know, I, I agree with you that that is a, a very valid point. That's what she does best. But I feel like I like it when it's something that's available for the taking. Nate is currently not available for the taking. This is like something that's, it's not even like her, his relationship's very good at this point too. It's at its peak. It's not like yeah. she's, he's been dangling and like, you know, it's him and Serena have been hanging on by a thread. He's, they're like kind of really into each other right now. So she's really, she's, I mean, props to her for fighting an uphill battle here, but I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of uh, this move by her. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I I see where you're coming from. No. Um, unfortunately, we do have another Dan and Vanessa storyline in this. Like, <laughs> not only like okay, so they put together Dan and Vanessa, which no one wanted. Then after, but once they do that, they like keep giving them just Dan and Vanessa storylines. Like they don't even integrate them with the rest of the cast anymore. Like even in this game, they're part of the game of Assassin, but they're just playing they're with there. each other, <laughs> yeah, and they have these right. stupid, these stupid arguments and, and fights that they're creating out of nothing and we have to watch it every week it's just so frustrating so yeah. let's get let's all get our collective eye rolls out of the way Good. and uh, <laughs> um dan has a mountain of papers on his desk uh his breath smells like something's dead apparently and his application for tish is due in two days and he has to bear down and he has to bear down for midterms <laughs> and finish right. <laughs> finish his uh, his one act play and he's been 95% done with this for the week. He doesn't want to show Vanessa until it's 100% ready, even though Vanessa reminds him that they used to show each other their work as soon as possible. To which I'd say, like, see? Now they're doing something different as boyfriend and girlfriend. There this you is what go. Vanessa was wanted. complaining about last week. <laughs> Everything's exactly the same. And now that it's not the same, she wants it to go back to when it was exactly the same. How many times has she Vanessa- fucking said to Dan, like, but we have sex now? I'm like, stop talking about sex. <laughs> or, like, or we sleep with each other now. She says sleeping instead. It's disgusting. I'd rather you just say sex, please. <laughs> stop saying sleeping. So nasty. <laughs> Yeah, they're still uh, dancing around the, the term sex here. Um, so basically, they're, they're going to exchange their work now. They Because uh, Vanessa also has something, a script that Dan can look at. And uh, Dan wants her to be completely honest, even though uh, he's very hesitant to hand over his work. And I just can't believe we're going to have to watch this play out throughout the episode. So, um, Do we have, do we ask our guests at all? Like, What do you, what do you guys think about the Vanessa? Usually we, we assume people are going to bash her with us. But how do you guys right, feel? Yes. Especially the expert. You know, I feel like this Vanessa and Dan storyline, I understand Vanessa's struggle of become like being best friends for so long and then hopping into that relationship. Uh-huh. Like, I think that she's liked him for a while. And yeah. now there's sort of like when you get what you want, there's like that insecurity of like, okay, like, can I keep what I want? And also Serena is such a, like a, still such a prominent presence in dan's sure. life yeah that's so, true so it's like yeah there's a lot of insecurity you know, there yeah oh wow do so, uh, yeah. you and sean ever exchange scripts to to give each other notes on actually sean and i i have asked sean sean was an english major in college and i have asked sean to edit like i have him look over some emails look over essays that i you know had to do and sean will dive in with the wow. critique 
And I'm like, oh, he's not afraid. He's not afraid to. He's a real dad. Yeah. I, I think I'm doing good work, and then and then I get on the other side of it, and and and, and Catherine's mad at me. I'm other <laughs> Read it first. He's like, this is a D. Taking it apart. Can we just yeah. like give it a once over, and then and then you can change a word. <laughs> was the name of the word that I just had. So, yeah. Uh, yeah so, a, very, yeah. very, uh, you guys can really relate to this, to this storyline yeah. here with Anna Vanessa. Um, <laughs> so, Jenny has wasted no time. She's at Nate's place already, right away, in her, uh, in her, like, black fedora and huge scarf. I don't, mm. I don't know why Jen, Jenny is doing, like, Johnny Depp cosplay today, but it did make me laugh. <laughs> it really is Johnny Depp. I, like, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> She, look, she looks so funny. <laughs> but, um, Jenny tells Nate uh, she tried texting him, but Nate can't seem to find a cell phone. And what I've learned from this show more than anything else is that rich people just don't care when their phones go missing. If, right. if this was me, I'd be tearing up the house right now looking for my phone. <laughs> yeah. Nate's but, just like, ah, I guess I'm just going no phone today. Like, what? <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> Especially on a day that people need you at a certain on place. On his birthday. On yeah. your birthday. He needs, yeah. to go to the to- he needs to go to the Toad Gala. People I'm all to- alone oh, no. and I have no phone. <laughs> Who's going to find me on my birthday? <laughs> I was going to say people need to wish him happy birthday, but apparently no one's wishing him a happy birthday today. <laughs> but everyone's talking about him on Gossip Girl, that people are trying to find him on the internet. Yeah. So um, Nate asks what Jenny's doing here, and Jenny just refuses to follow the plan. She tells Nate that uh, she's here to wish him a happy birthday and take him out to lunch, even though she's sure that he and Serena already have plans. She she knows oh, exactly what she's doing. little minx. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is another reason why you shouldn't deceive someone like this, because it, it can easily backfire, especially on this show. This is also like why you shouldn't be nice to anyone if they're the opposite gender <laughs> or, or if they're just the same sex as you because they're going to get too horny if you're nice to them. <laughs> yeah. That is the other thing I've learned. I learned from your last episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you, say, you say, no, I'm, I'm married. <laughs> exactly. Wow, so you also listened to the last episode of this podcast. We now, have, we now have a string of guests that have been doing their homework before coming yeah. on the podcast. And listen. What's going on? I don't know if they're... If they're like passing it on, like, oh, by the way, make sure you listen to the previous episode. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what the protocol is. Our guests are all now, working together. I I don't know why I'm so shocked. I, I guess I should expect this with the, with the caliber of guests we have. But I, I'm I love that everyone's uh, listening, get, giving us some downloads and listening to the it's previous really episode great. before coming on the podcast. Uh, I I don't I don't do this when I guest on other people's shows at all. <laughs> I like to go in completely blind. Uh, maybe I um, should take a note from people that are non podcasters. <laughs> If I if I've never listened to the podcast and I go on, I actually do. I listen to uh, if it's a recap podcast, I listen to two episodes of the show. I listen to my favorite episode uh, of the particular show that they're covering, and I listen to the most recent episode to uh-huh. just to see what goes on. If there's any segments I should be aware of and and stuff like that. That is good to know. Um, but in my stupid brain, if I were to like listen to somebody else talk, I would immediately be like, oh well, this person's way better than me. I'm coming on after a guest that was like awesome, or like they have a higher caliber of guest, and I'm going to come on and be the worst person they've ever had in the show. So I just like to go on blind for, for confidence reasons. Yeah, and you'd be right. In I'd be right. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was nervous for Catherine and I following the great Spencer Erickson. So. It was great last week. I was, uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. He was Bre- great. Bre- I could tell Brendan was very charmed by Spencer. Very charmed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even mind. I, I was one of, like, one of the later records we do on a, week, on a weeknight, and I, I didn't even mind going to bed late because Spencer was such a good time. Wow. High praise. Yeah. High praise. Uh, Spencer was hounding me this morning to get those uh, pictures of me and Bart Bass. <laughs> I bet he was. <laughs> he needs some spank material. 
<laughs> so uh, Nate tells Jenny they don't have plans. He was going to go to lunch with grandfather. And Jenny goes to leave. But before she does, she thanks him again for last week. Uh, you know, who knows what would have happened. And so Nate calls grandfather to cancel because he always does feel very protective of and have a soft spot for Jenny. And uh, Jenny knows exactly what guards to play. Yeah, yeah, she does. I said to Catherine after that moment, I was like, well, why don't the three of them just go out to lunch? Just bring the grandfather also. <laughs> why not? <laughs> that would have been an interesting episode. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, it's, it's the grandfather part three, finally. I've been working on it for a while. <laughs> so uh, Serena and Blair at the store. Serena is talking about how sad Nate looked this morning, and Blair also looks especially depressed today and is just speaking to Serena in like an emotionless monotone. Uh, she tells Serena that Chuck is sitting down this morning to try and get the hotel back, but... Uh, you know, she's upset that Chuck is finally realizing his potential, but could lose it all because he opened his heart to a con artist. And Serena just tells Blair that everything's going to be fine, which, based on what, Serena? Like, yeah. <laughs> Serena's just like, I just want to deal with Nate's birthday right now. I don't care. It's, I it don't is care really funny. You and Chuck. And Serena's trying experience. to talk to Blair about like what's going on in her life, and then she could tell Blair's like not into it. She's like, all right, Blair, what's going on with you? <laughs> like, tell me about it. But she doesn't <laughs> yeah, exactly. care either. Like, both of them are just like, talking at a, at a wall, pretty much. Neither of them care about each other's problems at the moment. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Serena tells Blair to show Chuck that he is so much more than the hotel. And, uh, you know, Serena gives Blair, a, you know, a little pep talk, says that Empire or no Empire, Chuck will see that Blair Waldorf loves him and no one else can say that. And Blair wistfully sighs and thanks Serena, uh, clearly wishing that Serena was talking about herself and not about Chuck. But, exactly. Uh, I Yeah. But she'll she'll settle for Chuck, I guess. And Serena, le- Serena leaves to get everything ready for Nate's party and tells her to buy that dress that they were looking at. And literally, as soon as Serena turns her back and starts walking, Jack Bass is there. Where did he come from? Where was he hiding? How was he just there? Like, it was the most ridiculous. He doesn't even wait for Serena to leave. Like, she's still walking out, and Chuck appears out of nowhere. <laughs> I think he was, like, hanging by one of the coats, like, wearing one of them on the rack. <laughs> I'm starting to think Jack's, like, not a real person. He's just an apparition. <laughs> yeah. He must be. Yeah, that, that would be a pretty good twist. Um, so, Jack uh, has already met with Chuck, is now just here to continue being a creep to Blair. And Blair tells Jack that Chuck will find a way to get back what he stole because there's always a way. And Jack tells her that he already told Chuck how to get back his hotel, and it wouldn't even cost him a dime. So now we get Jack's master plan. Chuck can have the Empire. And all it would cost is Blair spending the night with Jack. And um, this is obviously disgusting and terrible, but also, like... <laughs> I- illegal? Like I don't know how can Chuck just sign over Blair to Jack. He he doesn't own her. Blair right. Blair's yeah. her own person. And I I just on so many I levels believe... this is insane. Well, yeah, but I, I cannot believe that Jack went through this whole operation of manipulating Elizabeth and destroying the dreams of his nephew just so he could sleep with a teenager. <laughs> I mean, is that that off brand for for Jack? No, we if anybody's going to do time, this, yeah. At, in in a show of despicable people, Jack is the most despicable, which is saying something. But for, for Blair, like I know Blair's great. Blair, I mean Blair's a catch. Everyone, anyone would be would be lucky to to spend a night with the beautiful Blair Waldorf. But Ooh. for Jack to to go through all these seventy five point plan to, to I think that was before we knew about life. this. Like this is probably like over a hundred now. These points. That's true. Yes, a hundred point plan just, yeah. just to get Blair. Like I, I I don't know why he's he's going through all of this. I don't, I really have no. And then he didn't even ever really like fully. Expect her to sleep with him by the end of it, right? Yeah, exactly. So he he's just he's one he of the, just wants to ruin he just wants to ruin Chuck's life, right? And then hopefully like, it, uh, maybe in the end she'll be like, oh, now I hate Chuck. I'll sleep with you. Maybe he's hoping for like, some hate sex. Ah, yes, 
they, they are the uh, the one true pairing of the show. Actually, would you would you be surprised if uh, Jack and Blair were Endgame? <laughs> I would be very surprised. Yeah, <laughs> I think even when she if, slept with if, him in, earlier in the series, she didn't like like it. She's mad at herself yeah, for I, it. I know, and he keeps bringing it up. Yeah, but like, creep that I he hate is. that he has it over her. So Blair would uh, Blair says she'd rather spend the night with some dead guy, and Jack is surprised. Uh, what? My on him. Who? Who is he? The Marquis de Sade. Ah, yes. Uh, that is the some dead, dead guy. I did not do my homework. I, I don't know who this guy is. He was a philosopher and uh, author, but basically he was like a, an 18th century pervert who was like into ah. sadism <laughs> and illegal sex acts. So oh. there you go. There we go. Kind of the, the, the Jack Bass of the 18th century. <laughs> yeah, <I think>. right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the classic brand of 18th century pervert. What a, what a, so, what a throwaway comment just to, to have that reference in your bag and just yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> whip right? it out. <laughs> Never ceases to amaze me. So I, I wish Blair would just stop even giving Jack the time of day, but she keeps humoring him here. And Jack says that he would find this conquest particularly satisfying, but Blair says that she and Chuck will find another way. And uh, Jack's really manipulating Blair as if it couldn't get any worse. He's telling her that Chuck's future lies in her hands, Some, somehow making her out to be the bad guy if she doesn't sleep with this gross man. Yeah. I, 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 at this point, I'm confused by all this, and I get more confused later on when like, I can't tell if Chuck knows about this, if he's disappointed in this, if he really wants it to happen. I, I think I go, I flip back and forth on whether or not Chuck is fully involved in this or not. Because at this point, I feel like you have to assume he is. Because like Jack says later on, how would he have known to go to this store and find her? Yeah, it is. I mean, I think Jack just like shows up places. That, that's, yeah, that's how, what he you'd thinks that Blair might shop. Um, he is an apparition, <laughs> so. He is, right. easy. And so now Jack gets like way too close to Blair and tells her that as long as she's on his side and not his, that will never happen. Um, as in the, the hotel. Um, and then he goes to like touch Blair and she smacks his hand away. And Jack leaves and Blair is uh, clearly looking very uncomfortable about that whole interaction. Yeah, I'm I'm very uncomfortable with like the two things I'm uncomfortable with in this episode is this whole thing and then. All of Jenny's story. I mean, I feel like I was cringing and like half looking at the screen for a lot of this episode because I just couldn't handle it. I mean, that's basically the whole episode. So you you must have been really uh, <laughs> uncomfortable. It's, the only thing you weren't cringing at somehow is the Dan of Nessa storyline. <laughs> that's pretty that's much. What, that's what, and the game that's of what I was cringing at. Yeah. It was the only yeah. wholesome thing in the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, right. That, that's very unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Dan, speaking of Dan, he comes to the penthouse. Uh, Dan had one job, and he can't even do it. He, he had to get a Polaroid for the game of Assassin, and uh, Rufus was not able to help him out. So. <laughs> funny thing. Doesn't he buy it, though? He, he All you have yeah, to do to buy he, anything is just type it into Bing, and then it shows up at your doorstep? <laughs> what, what is the? Can I ask what the purpose of that plot point even is? I guess oh, it must have been an ad for Bing. I did not have it just to get it minutes later, and then I think, yeah, I think it's because it's a some product placement for Bing because Rufus uses everyone's uh-huh. favorite search engine, Bing, to look up Nick Wagner's favorite search film engine and 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 orders one. Worth it. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. Even the camera pan is so funny too. It just like scrolls up and <laughs> zooms in on the word Bing. <laughs> Uh, so good. Sean, you mentioned One Tree Hill earlier. I have noticed the heavy-handed product placement for Sunkist in One Tree Hill. There is so many Sunkists in every episode. Everyone is drinking a Sun... Like, if you go over to someone's room and they're like, oh, do you, do you want something to drink? And you say yes, they give you a Sunkist as if that is, like, <laughs> that is the water. drink of choice for everyone. That's so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't get this anymore in modern TV. We need more product placement. Because I, I miss, like, the vitamin water days of Gossip Girl. We need to get that <laughs> yeah, back in I miss the here. vitamin water days, too. 
<laughs> where there were vitamin waters Everywhere. inexplicably at every event, yeah. just tables full of vitamin water. <laughs> And everyone just drinking vitamin water instead of alcohol. At, yeah, at a party. I think there's an episode where, where me and Mel were both drinking vitamin water on the show because of how ridiculous the product placement was. No, the product placement worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked really you're gonna well. Be, you're going to be using yeah. Bing after this episode. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you're going to be going on Bing. Who who was the Marquis de Sade? <laughs> yeah. And he's going to show up he's at my gonna, doorstep. He's going to Bing 18th century perverts. <laughs> <laughs> Great Grandpa Ruppel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you come from a long line of perverts, Brendan. <laughs> so Rufus asks Dan if he's upset that Serena never threw him a surprise party, but uh, that's not why he's upset. What's bothering Dan is that Vanessa gave him a script, and uh, he thinks it sucks, but he can't give her notes because in relationships, uh. there's such a thing as too much honesty, much like it wouldn't have been a good idea for, for Dan to tell Serena how he felt about every outfit she wore, which, uh, again... Dan just inventing problems for this relationship with Vanessa. I mean, I, I guess it is an awkward position if he if he doesn't think that her uh, script is that good. But like, like, like they said, they were friends before this. He used to do this. It, it shouldn't be any different just because they are uh, sleeping together, as Vanessa would say, and Brendan would uh, throw up at. Yeah, I, I was I was ready for Dan to just fucking lay into her paper and just be like, "This fucking sucked," and that, <laughs> for that to be the end of their relationship. <laughs> I wouldn't have minded if their relationship ended because of that. Yeah, it, it, and he just really caved in. Yep. So, um, he Rufus's advice to Dan is that uh, he he can't spin the truth because a half truth is still a lie, and uh, it'll cause the same amount of problems down the line, especially with the ladies. So, Rufus uh, giving Dan some words of wisdom here as we head back to Jenny at lunch with Nate, and again she knows what she's doing. She tells. Nate that Serena must have something great planned for them and uh, he tells her about the dreaded Toad Gala and the, the fact that uh, Nate believes that Serena would do this to him on his birthday is not really a good look for Serena. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. <laughs> the fact that Nate is so ready to believe this is, is not a great indication of uh, of how much faith he has in Serena to throw him a good birthday. No, this is bad. I mean, I, mean, I think the, the, the thing that she's missing from like the, the planning, great. Like She's throwing a great party but you need to give him something like fun to do don't like i don't understand why part of the plan has to be like giving him a bad day before the fun part you can make the whole day fun no it, you can't have fun unless you are miserable before it <laughs> yeah i guess so it's a part so. of the the plan it's like you need the dichotomy of misery and mm. then utter joy when everyone you love surprises you <laughs> so again i am pro serena <laughs> wow. <Maybe> the- <laughs> Do you, yeah, Catherine is yeah, so hey. pro surprise party, <laughs> so that <laughs> so, she he can have a great time later. So how are you going to make Sean miserable on his thirtieth birthday before the surprise party? <laughs> I'm going to leave him alone and unplug the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, just leaving me alone wouldn't make me that upset. <laughs> <laughs> and famously, like, you unplug the TV, then then yeah. I'm going to pop his tires. <laughs> there we go. It's really escalating. <laughs> Unplugging TV is hard enough because stupid lawyers don't know how to plug it back in, obviously. They're famous for that. (laughs) But they know how to change a good tire. How many many lawyers does it take to plug in a TV? (laughs) The classic classic joke. Is that what uh, you were doing, Sean, when when you were giving me the surprise party? You were trying to make my day as miserable as possible by bringing uh, me to your uh, sister's performance at at the bar, whatever bar she was performing at? That's very funny, actually. I I was trying to give you a great day. (laughs) You're like, how can I make you miserable? Ah, my sister sister is playing a set. Wow. What a slam on his sister. 
<laughs> no, I was going to say he failed because I, I quite enjoyed my oh, okay. We did, you didn't get to that part. It made it sound like you, you hated her performance. No, I was asking if that's what Sean was, if that's what Sean was implying uh, by bringing me sure, there. Sure, sure. You're lucky you said that. Not, I was not taking Serena's route that day. Okay. I can tell. Yeah. So uh, Nate asks Jenny how she is after last week and reminds her that she can always come to him. And Jenny thanks him. But today is not about her. And uh, public embarrassment is part of the Humphrey tradition as the waiters come out and sing happy birthday to Nate. And uh, No, no. Hold on. Okay. They did not, they did not sing happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> they with the strangest unison. <laughs> Laughing that I've ever heard. I've never seen that being done. Somehow <laughs> they have the rights to all this music, I, I, but they can't. Happy birthday! They're, they're like, that's like one of the songs you're allowed to sing. What like right? <laughs> that's, you're clear for that. No, I it was no. Happy birthday only recently came into the public domain. You're oh, really? famously not allowed to sing happy birthday in TV shows. Oh, I didn't know that. So I guess there you go. Yeah. Well, Which I love why. Uh, I love the clap they did. Yeah. <laughs> and it's. I, was, I did not notice that. That was really, that was really Who funny. owned it for the longest um, time? Was it, did Marilyn Monroe own it? Uh, no, the, the Great Hill Sisters, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you don't know the Hill Sisters. No one does. The, the only thing they did was write Happy Birthday and then ride that till the day they died. <laughs> yeah. Good for them. We should write a hit. We should write the next Happy Birthday hit so that we could, uh, we could okay. get some money. Sure. Well, it'll be like uh, us trying to break the top, the Billboard Top 100. Oh, yeah, like uh, Mitch is doing for yeah, Doughboys? I think we could do that. We're waiting for that. All right, so uh, Nate rolls his eyes but blows out the candle, and Jenny is just so unbelievably happy to have her day with Nate, and Nate's also cracking a smile. I, I'm Personally, I, I know the position of this podcast apparently is that uh, we love surprise parties where people are miserable and we hate Jenny, but I, I just I, I love watching Nate and Jenny have a good time. Nate deserves to not waste five hours of his birthday being miserable, and I, I know that Jenny is being a little shit right now, but I, I still love seeing her happy no matter what. Yeah, like I guess I I uh, I didn't like seeing her happy today. <laughs> I, I was this is like the scene I was most uncomfortable watching besides the Jack stuff. I just like knowing her intentions and uh, part of me felt like Nate was doing it out of pity also, which I didn't like either. So I w- I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah, that that's the that 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 is the stuff that I'm uh, I, unclear of how Jenny is actually feeling after her near sexual assault last week, mm-hmm. but uh it, it you know. It seems to be implying that she is using this to uh, to get Nate to hang out with her, which which is the part that kind of is a, a little icky for me. Yeah, that, that's the main thing for me. Icky's a good word for it. Nate wasn't going to have a bad day. He was going to have lunch with his grandfather. So <laughs> That's a bad day. That's Grandfather's a, bad day. a dry personality. <laughs> <laughs> what were they going to talk about? Come on. Life. Love. And then he, well. and then he had to sit at that lunch the whole time. Uh, thinking that he was about to go to a toad gala. Also, <laughs> he cancels on grandfather. Was grandfather like in like did he know he was the distraction for Nate cuz th- why would grandfather be like, "All right, see you Nate. Sorry, I guess we're not having lunch today." I think yeah, he, right. Yeah. I don't think he gave a shit. He's like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> Fuck All right, Serena. I'm off the hook. I don't have to <laughs> yeah. I don't have to spend time with my grandson today. Cuz she does call him later. She's like, "What is he doing?" Like he's what and he what she goes and calls him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Dan is still reading Vanessa's script, and Vanessa comes in and is ready for Assassin, but she can tell something's wrong, and uh, she susses out immediately that Dan read the script and didn't like it, but uh, Dan pulls a, uh, a Simon Cowell. This is <laughs> this is Simon's big move on America's Got Talent these days, and he says, uh, I didn't like it. I loved it. <laughs> that, that's, that's current? 
Like, that's not, that, yeah, that's okay. that's Simon's big move. He's a, he's a big softy now. That's his big move. I've, then, I've seen and then Dan become a softy. And also had a, a golden buzzer in front of him that he slammed down, and a bunch of confetti came from wow. the ceiling. And uh, we all, yeah. yeah. That, that's another big thing that happens on America's Got Talent. I do like the golden buzzer. Love the golden buzzer. It's always, it's always cry-worthy. I was going to say, it's usually a tearjerker. Oh, yeah, every time. I, I think that's the only part of AGT I see anymore, is just like the clips of the gold buzzer moments. Uh, that's that's the stuff they put on they put on YouTube for people to watch. Exactly. So uh, Vanessa's so happy now. Dan has no notes, just wishes there were more, was more of it. And he asks Vanessa what she thought of his play, but she says she hasn't read it yet, uh, even though he has to get it in the day after tomorrow. Uh, we Of course, we know that she did read it, but now she is, uh, I guess, hesitant to tell Dan that... About all the notes she she has for it, when knowing that Dan loved her play so much or her script. Yeah, so they're both lying, and we both hate them, and they suck, and this is uh, terrible. <laughs> is that I think we, we I, all agree on that? Yes. Yeah. All right. A unanimous yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, Dorota's running around getting everything ready. She's freaking out because everything is messed up, and uh, there's been some mix-ups. So Serena has to call has to stall Nate, so she calls Grandfather to keep Nate occupied, and again, if Grandfather was in on this and being used to distract Nate, like, he, he messed up by, by letting him, him go elsewhere, but uh, Rhoda's is laying down the hammer, yelling at people to make cookies, and Serena gets in touch with Grandfather and finds out that Nate is not with him, so uh, Serena tells Dorota about what she just found out, while Dorota is hilariously holding two guns, <laughs> rifles? I don't know, I don't know my guns, but <laughs> was she also holding, like, TNT it. in her hands or something, too? Like, I don't know, but Dorota is killing it with the props this episode. <laughs> she really is. Great prop work by her. <laughs> They're like, let's just give Dorota a bunch of things to play with and just, and run around just be funny every time. Yeah. Yeah. Dorota herself is the joke of the episode. I, I think they have a line in particular yeah. that's funny later on, but she kills it comedically all episode long. Yeah, she definitely did. I, I, I have to agree. Um, this is another one we, we usually ask our uh, our guest. Catherine, where do you send on Dorota? It's usually a 100% approval rating for her. D- d- does that continue with you? Are you a big Dorota stan? I am a big Dorota stan. I think, like, I love her loyalty to Blair. I love that she's in with the with the shindigs. Oh, and yeah, the always. Teaming. She's, you know, and, and she's hilarious. She's, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 pro Dorota. Love Dorota. And at the end of the day, she's still getting all the housework done, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> where, where, how did she have all this time? It's great work by, by Dorota. Uh, Brendan, where are you on Dorota Watch? I haven't asked you in a while. I, it famously took Brendan a little a little while to get in on the Dorota train, but I have to imagine you're yeah. uh, you're fully on board, on board the uh, the choo-choo. I mean, I, I never disliked her. It's just been like a slow growth of like, I'm, I was waiting for her to become almost like a main character based on the way people talked about her. But now I understand her role of just being like, like again, I think I've said this before, she's a Matt Carpenter off the bench for the New York Yankees. She just <laughs> has a better OPS than Aaron Judge. She's incredible. Um, I bet her WRC plus, WRC plus is off the charts. She's, what a, what a, what a woman. I wish she was here more. Oh. She's kind of like Eric in that way. When she's here, it's so exciting yes. because she never has a bad episode. Um, but she just she, she fills her role better than anyone ever could. We're we're really filling out the lineup card. We've established that uh, Jenny is the Aaron Judge, and now yeah. Dorota is the Matt Carpenter of, <laughs> yeah, of Gossip yeah. Girl. Yeah, we got to fill out the pitching staff. Yeah, we need. <laughs> so uh, Nate tries to get going. He he clearly doesn't want to get ready for the Toad Gala, uh, J- and Jenny, you know, making him laugh. I, you know, they they are clearly having a good time here, uh, e- even though Jenny is obviously uh, being being a little sneaky here. They're still having a good time. And Jenny tells Nate to have fun tonight, and Nate asks her if she's okay. And she tells Nate that whenever she's alone, she can't not think of the other night. And then she quickly apologizes to Nate and tells him that he shouldn't keep Serena waiting, but uh, he's the only one who knows what she's going 
through. So good guy Nate tells Jenny that he's sure Serena won't mind if he's a little late, which uh, he is incorrect about. And <laughs> Jenny checks Gossip Girl to see that Serena has put out a missing persons report on Nate on Gossip Girl. So uh, Jenny audibles and asks if they can do something in the dark for a while, like a movie. And Nate, Nate's just like, uh, yeah, sure. Okay. I, I guess, I guess if uh, that's, that's how you need to deal with this by, by seeing a movie. Yeah. It's funny. This moment was the big, I was really upset at Jenny for this. And this yes. Yeah, because you see on gossip, it's one thing to like spend time with someone for the day, but it's another thing to intentionally hide them. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. He knows that gossip she's girl quick. is looking for yeah. me. And gossip girl and she's was quick. like, send photos. Like people are looking for them. Yeah. So... Have you seen? Have you seen my golden retriever Nate? He's missing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was I was upset. With Jenny in this moment, I mean, this is also Serena's yeah, fault mean, too by stealing his phone. I, I guess you had to steal his phone <laughs> yeah. for whatever reason, but um, this wouldn't happen if you didn't hide this from him. I think Eric points that out too. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just like I, I, I truly just don't care that she's trying to steal Nate from Serena. Like, good, good for you, Jenny. Go, go get him. But I, I'm for me, it's just I'm sure, that, like we said, I'm sure there is some truth to Jenny uh, not being able to like not think about the other night but if, if she is using her traumatic experience to manipulate nate into hanging out with her yeah. i just I, I don't really know how i feel about Which that i think she is but at the end of the day it really is up to nate if he's gonna like cheat with jenny then that's on him too so like you know so he, he has to be he has to be strong if, if he likes Serena that much he won't do anything with her and then it won't matter because he will just spend time with her do nothing with her and then go back to serena then he, he's only spending time with her because he thinks that serena didn't really plan anything fun for his birthday so he doesn't care about showing up to the stupid toad gala because it's just another day exactly. in his life so I, I don't really fully blame him for just kind of brushing off all this all these uh, planned things for himself i mean i i agree yeah good so uh <laughs> blair and chuck blair blair's trying to uh some information out of chuck and chuck tells her that he wasn't offered anything from jack that he would ever consider and but i i it's so confusing. At this point, does Chuck know that he's going That's to? That's what I'm wondering. Essentially, trick Blair because he's laying it on thick here, saying that like he really is oh, this, like, this, by himself. An too. offer I, I would never even consider. Like I I'm I don't know when exactly it is that Chuck decides like okay harder. yes I'm going to do this. Yeah. The way I read it was that that I mean at the end of the episode it comes all together, but I think you know knowing what he says there, that's part of his like I'm not going to ask you do this right. right he's hoping she just does it I'll, I'll let you take it upon yourself mm. to do it i think he knows that blair knows and he's and he is having some you know struggle over the morality of it and so that's why he says nothing i would ever consider mm -hmm. uh, but he knows that blair knows so she's she's like yeah i know you wouldn't consider that but i think yeah i agree he's it's, covering it's a his part bases, of the game yeah. it's a part yeah, of the he's... God, yeah. He's really playing a 3D chess. But game. it's it's crazy what? because like, we get that scene later on where he's alone. He's like pissed off that she she didn't do this, did she? Like he's he's mad that <laughs> yeah. she went and used the dress to go fuck his uncle. But nobody's around to see this. So what is he? Who's he acting he's for? Like, he's like he's like she did exactly what I wanted her to do. Like, oh. <laughs> Just in case she sees yeah, camera I mean, footage or something. I don't know. This would have been one of the great manipulations if uh, if Chuck did get away with this. Yeah, yeah. Great in the sense of. Uh, like impressive, works. not great that, that I'm rooting no, no, no. for this to happen, but <laughs> as, in, as in pretty impressive, he could fail this. The the only thing he didn't anticipate for some reason was Jack letting Blair in on it at the end. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And how he didn't see that one coming. Exactly. Or yeah. Anyone's got at risk. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, Chuck is uh, gets a phone call, tells Blair she was right. Uh, after he said no to Jack's offer, Jack called off the game and is now closing the hotel. So game over. Uh, imagine being so mad that your nephew's teenage daughter uh, won't bang you that you close down a hotel out of spite. <laughs> nephew's teenage daughter. Teenage <laughs> daughter. That sounds like a good show. <laughs> teenage girlfriend. Not to... <laughs> okay, just to set the record straight. I, was like, I don't think is... I saw the, the first two seasons, but am I missing something? <laughs> How old is the record straight for, for everyone who has not seen the show, like Sean. Uh, Blair is not Ch- Chuck's daughter. <laughs> Listen, I had a rough night. It's been tough over here. It's my daughter's gonna go fuck my uncle. <laughs> I'm, I I could see that very line being in the show someday. <laughs> <laughs> said exactly in that tone. my whore of a daughter that I date is gonna bang my uncle <laughs> oh my I think that was a, that was a piece of uh, fiction by the Marquis de Sade <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> that's right yeah I mean that that is some classic 18th century uh, per- pervery <laughs> pervery <laughs> so um all right, so Chuck definitely not in a good spirits now as they exit the elevator, and uh, Dorota tells Blair that a package arrived for her and gives her a card that says, one last chance to save your man, uh, dash Jack. And I guess, Brendan, as, as a first-time watcher, and Sean also as a, as a first-time watcher, did you guys think that Blair was going to go through with this at this point? Hmm. I'd say yes. Uh, I did. Yeah, just the way she was... Well, she, well one, she's had sex with Jack before. So the history is there. Even though she's disgusted by him, it's like not fully out of the realm of possibilities for her. Uh, and two, it, it's the way like she's acting, it seems like she's willing to do anything for Chuck because she cares about him so much. She would do this disgusting act. So I, at this point, I, yeah, I was I was in on it. Not excited about it, but I thought it was going to happen. You were in on it. They let you in on the plan? They, yeah, yeah. I'm a creepy uncle. Yeah, I was gonna say this. This is the plan that only the real creepiest of uncles could. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Could come up. Next time you see me, I'm gonna have a goatee. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, it would just look especially like shit on you. <laughs> wow. Very spicy. Come on, a, a blonde goatee. Get out of here. <laughs> it's never been done. <laughs> so. Uh, Nate's uh, Nate's still not at his own surprise party again. I, for me. Who could blame him? Because he thinks he's going to the Toad Gala. And uh, Serena, just it's not like they're not even going to the Toad Gala yet, the supposed Toad Gala. Serena just wants him there to get ready. And as, like, Jenny points out, like, what do you need to do? Get get a shirt on? Like, he, he knows yeah. he doesn't really have to get ready that much. So he clearly does not feel bad uh, being late. And um, Eric asks, uh, asks Serena for any word on Nate while uh, Eric rocking the all-black outfit. I, I, love, I love Eric's oh, yeah. little all-black outfit today. I'm glad he's not ruining his hair with the fedora like Jenny is either. Yeah, I love it. So, uh, Dorota has the entire Eastern block on lockdown, but still no luck. And uh, shouldn't Serena be a little worried about that? Like, Serena is just more pissed than anything. But if they literally cannot find Nate, like, I'd be a little concerned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that ruins the entire plan the whole day. And, uh, yeah. And she at this point, I would be, like, worried because I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I gave Nate a horrible birthday because he's not even going to get to do the fun part. I would think that something happened to Nate. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I've never been. I mean, no one can find him in in the whole city. 
don't know. All right. Okay. They Clearly not. Girl and not the police. So I feel like there's a, <laughs> there's a level of seriousness, but not like they I mean, know honestly. I trust Gossip Girl a lot more than I would trust the police with anything. <laughs> I that. Yes. That's, I wish we had a Gossip Girl to turn to in times of crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting pulled over by so Gossip Girl. Have, <laughs> you nice. get pulled over and they're just like, Gossip Girl XOXO. here. XOXO. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Serena, Serena asked Eric if he's seen anything on Gossip Girl. And just then he looked at his phone to see a Gossip Girl blast. Spotted Nate Archibald with a mystery girl. Even though she's tall, blonde, and gorgeous, I can 100% say it's not Serena. As if she would ever wear a hat like that. <laughs> Very funny that Gossip Girl called that Jenny on her hat. <laughs> As she should. Uh, yeah, the only thing I love more than a, a character wearing a ridiculous hat is uh, someone calling them out <laughs> that they're wearing a ridiculous hat. Yeah, it's, it's the so, yeah they throw it up and then slam it back down. Like I, I love absolutely. when when Blair also wears these hats because she kind of pulls them off even though they look stupid, just because yeah. she's so whimsical with her outfits. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Yeah. So Eric covers for Jenny, tells Serena he'll keep looking for him. And then uh, Blair comes over to Serena, and I think this is the line of the episode here. This is my joke of the episode where Blair says, Serena, come here. You've done some unforgivable <laughs> things like having sex with Nate when we were saving ourselves for each other or killing Pete Fairman. <laughs> <laughs> The first part was enough, but the second slam was, she's like, what? And then she just blows right past it and keeps talking. It's amazing. Okay, first of all, Blair told Serena that they were saving themselves for each other. It sounds like Blair and Serena were saving themselves for each other, and that's 100% how I'm choosing to read that and sure. how Blair definitely meant it. Not not her and Nate, but her and Serena. And secondly, bringing up Pete Fairman is so out of bounds <laughs> and funny. And then Serena's reaction of what is really good, too. It's home run all around. I did. I did get a big big chuckle out of that and had to rewind the episode to watch that yeah, i i heard so. her laugh heartier and, and louder than i think i have ever heard her laugh at just at the pete fairman part. it's so i mean did, did she get, did you fill you in on the pete fairman thing Sean? yeah you don't even know of the classic uh, number one cliffhanger of the show of all time where serena ends the episode by saying i killed someone <laughs> you, you don't even know about how she how she killed pete fairman i'll have to go back i i got i got a little debrief Okay. From, from Catherine on that one, but uh, yeah, yeah, the reveal's a little underwhelming, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. but uh, the cliffhanger's way better than great, the actual reveal. Great, yeah, great in the moment, and great to just bring it up. Funny. So, Blair asks Serena, "How far is too far?" And Serena wants to know if Chuck is going to do something to Jack. And Black Blair tells her that uh, there is something that someone could do to save the Empire, and it's terrible but it would be done out of love. But she's not saying what it is, because I feel if she did say this out loud, Serena would be like, no, absolutely not. Shut it down. Shut it down immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I can't, I, at this point, I'm, I'm, it's crazy that she's even considering this. Um, but the fact that she is means that she's going to 
go do it. Or try at least. Yeah. I feel like um, Blair picked the wrong person to get advice from. I mean, it's her own fault for not saying exactly what happened, what, what she's doing. But also, the answer is always just to, like, talk to the other person. Like, I feel like Blair and Chuck should have just figured this out together instead of both of them kind of going behind each other's back to try to, to, try to solve it themselves. Yeah, they, they had that share that moment in the hotel where she could have just straight up said it instead of dancing around it. And that was her chance to confront him about this. Like, hey, did you plan this is this your idea and then he would have had to come clean about it one way or the other yeah it's it's very unfortunate that this all had to go down the way that it did but yeah um so eric's calling jenny trying to uh trying to get her back to the party she's not answering uh, dan asks serena where nate is and uh serena's choosing to believe that he'll be here any minute and uh he, he better with all of his columbia friends here what columbia friends this is even more unbelievable than blair having <laughs> friends because nate's never been to class where is he making these friends I don't know. <laughs> it's, he's just so charismatic you know he's the opposite of blair yeah. i mean obviously th- th- she had to say something because otherwise i'd be like who like why is half of the room filled with extras that we've never seen before? Apparently, this is a uh, Columbia's brightest here that is that have all showed up Unless, to to support Nate, and we'll never see them again. Maybe Blair just keeps hiring the same prostitutes for every party that <laughs> yeah. they go to. The same th- <laughs> the same thirty friends from last week have come back. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Brandeis, I have another proposal. How do you feel about the game Assassin? <laughs> you like birthday parties? She's like, what? <laughs> Every week, Blair asks me to be, do the most ridiculous things and to bring 30 of my friends each time. I and mean, she so, keeps getting to get paid for no sex. Yeah. I mean, she's probably happy about it. I, I mean, I'd take it. I'd yeah. take $300 an hour to play a game of Assassin. Yeah, easily. So, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. So Dan goes to grab Vanessa's camera to take uh, pictures of people, and he finds his play, which has clearly been read by Vanessa, and there are plenty of notes. Uh, the classic consider rewrite a bit awkward, uh, along, among other things. And Vanessa comes over, Dan quickly puts the play back and takes her picture. And, uh, you know, uh, also, everyone is rocking the all-black look. I, I think it, they should do this more often. Find more excuses to get a, get the all-black look for oh, the yeah. characters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sleek. Brendan, you sounded a little, oh, yeah. uh, sounded a little turned on by that. Well, well I'm, gonna, I'm about to get turned on. <laughs> with the next couple scenes. It's a lot of, a lot of sexual oh. tension for me and the, the characters. <laughs> you and the fictional characters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I think I want to start walking around um, in all black with a picture of myself around my neck and, and see who I bump into. <laughs> if you can just happen upon a game of assassins. Yeah. Place. I'm going to stumble I mean, across like... a, a couple getting engaged and, and then meet yep. someone. <laughs> You're going to pull the Elliot. So <laughs> Blair goes to Chuck's room. Uh, she asks him if he's going to come enjoy the party and Chuck just got off the phone with his lawyers and unfortunately Jack is within his rights to shut the place down uh, so Chuck has no choice but to watch the Empire die a slow painful death and Blair reminds Chuck that when he bought the Empire he knew he could do it because Blair believed in him and that hasn't changed and he she tells him that they'll find a way and Chuck just snaps he, Chuck has been doing a decent job of holding himself together but uh, it's too much now as he screams when are you going to get it? There is no way P- poor Blair doesn't deserve that no time. Very, very close to her face, too. This is a loud scream. At least he apologizes immediately after. Um, yeah, yeah. But still, like, quite, a, quite a snap. But he has, he's been that, under a lot of pressure. If if that blow-up was him acting, <laughs> that's that, that oh, brilliant. That, yeah. <laughs> if he's the layers to this. And to trick her into sleeping <laughs> with Jack to get the hotel, I think that that's the best moment. That blow-up is that's true. That's brilliant true. acting by him yeah. in that moment. Yeah, he really had to sell it, and, and then I, uh, is, I think it. Yeah. I think it is. That's another moment. That's part of the plan. Mm-hmm. It has to be right. Chuck, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's wild. And then Chuck says, I am everything my father said I was, which is, is depressing, all because of a, a stupid hotel at Chuck feeling down in the dumps like this. So Chuck leaves, and Blair takes out the dress that she apparently did buy uh, out from under the bed, uh, which, you know, implies that Blair's uh, thinking about the, the indecent proposal. Well, Wait, yeah. I do think that... <laughs> Um, Jack sent her the dress. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you're right, because she got the card from him. Yeah, 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 you're right. I was wondering, that um, too. I didn't realize that. I was like, did she buy this dress? And, like, now since it's her best dress, she feels like she has to wear her best dress to impress this guy that is, like, buying her for sex. Like, why do you have to, like, put the lipstick on the pig before it's slaughtered? I don't understand. No, but I, I guess Jack is, he, uh... he's requesting this dress, I see. Yeah. But it so... still doesn't really, it's still weird, obviously. Well, nothing about this is not weird. Yeah. We're, at no point in this episode are we going to be like, oh, okay, this, no, uh, this actually go. makes sense. That's this good. Is, yeah. This is a normal thing to have happen. Yeah. Uh, back to the main party room. Eric tells Serena that even without the guests of honor, it's still a great party. You know, what a great brother Eric is. Just really uh, trying to lift Serena's spirits here. And Serena says she can't believe he didn't even call, but she, she hit his phone as Eric finds her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric needs to be around Serena. for Serena more often. I feel like she'd be a better character he if he was always on her side. Yeah, instead he's going to Japan for months at a time. Yeah. Flirting with Hideo. And then, <laughs> then burying himself in his work, or whatever that means. <laughs> burying himself in his work. <laughs> um, so Serena can't believe he didn't want to show up for, uh, for a made-up ball for a non-endangered reptile. And you know, Serena is just so used to her men being uh, just so... Being like little submissive cucks that they're just <laughs> at her every her every beck and call. She, she can't handle that. That one didn't want to do something that she. That's, that's a great point because Dan is definitely quite the cuck. And I mean, if if I was dating her, I would. I, I mean, would Dan, cuck around Dan comes too. from a long line of cucks. Comes from a long cuck line family. Of cucks. Oh my god. <laughs> Rufus, resident cuck himself, Rufus Humphrey. It is true. He's been cucked by the past two women. He's been with. Yeah. He's the main character, so. Yeah, I she mean, it's her cucks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the title of the episode. If, if we did episode titles. If we did, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Nate finally shows up. Everyone yells surprise. Uh, Serena's so happy to see him and then so confused when she sees Jenny walk in behind him. Uh, Jenny plays this perfectly. She's like, ah, oh, sorry, we're late, everyone. And uh, it looks like the, the Cold War battle for Nate Archibald is heating up, as Gossip Girl points out, between uh, Serena and Jenny. Because Serena clocks us immediately. She was like, very suspicious that uh, Jenny was with Nate all day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess I guess I would be too. Um, knowing that this, they sort of have a history definitely doesn't help. Uh, she's just a little. She knows that Jenny's a little sly, little sleuth. A sly little sleuth that Jenny Humphrey. Yeah. So the the game of assassin is finally beginning. Uh, Serena takes Nate's picture, explains the rules to everyone. You know, kill killer be killed in this game. Your photo is life. Once your photo is gone, so are you. Much like much like the great uh, rules of Survivor and fire. Once your fire goes out, uh, you're dead. Uh, so I guess the picture is the fire in this equation. And again, see, seems like a very fun time. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset if someone threw a birthday party mm-hmm. for me like this, as long as they they didn't make me miserable beforehand. And uh, Serena gives them five minutes to get out of the building. The game has begun, and. Nate's like, Jenny, I can't believe you were in on this. Nicely played. And Jenny tells Serena, you know, someone had to keep him distracted. And then uh, she says, I got to go before I end up dead, which has a bit of a double meaning here. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't want Serena to kill her. <laughs> right. I mean, after what Serena did to Pete, I mean. I mean, yeah, anything. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. And it's fresh on her brain today. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we know what Serena's capable of. So. <laughs> 
Nate, very appreciative of the gesture and says she totally had him going. And now uh, Serena is going to have the audacity to get upset that Nate wasn't going to show up to the made-up gala. And he did show up. Like, he just wasn't on time to get ready for it. And Nate tells her that something with Jenny came up and he's not going to waste his uh, last four minutes of life with this conversation. So they go. And Nate passes Chuck. And <laughs> Chuck's like, I'm already dead. I thought it was just a formality. I love the dramatics. Yeah, Chuck. very dramatic. <laughs> so very uh, Nate takes Chuck's photo to officially kill him again. Yeah. yeah it, it, I mean, Nate, you can tell he, he, he's not guilty because he doesn't feel guilty, guilty at all. He just comes in and is like, yeah, it was just it was with Jenny. And like, later on, he's like, supposed to explain himself. And he does. And he's like, oh, okay, that's fine. Like, all, it's, it's, it, This is great. Like When couples have these issues and they talk about it and then it's resolved... It, it works. Like this is what happens when you talk to each other about what you're thinking. Yeah, people should take a page out of the out of their notebook. Yeah. But Serena I, might be the strongest relationship on the show at this point. At this now. point, they might be. I mean, it seems like they're alluding to more with Jenny afterwards. Um, I don't know what they don't give you any foreshadowing about what she's trying to do next, but it, I don't. I don't think she's done. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> little prediction for next week, oh, perhaps. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> So the game is on. We get some fun editing here where they make uh, the scene look like, I don't know, something out of like a comic book with like the sound effects and everything. And uh, Dan and Vanessa, what was that? It's very 2010 editing. Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was bad. No, it was fun. <laughs> I said it was fun, so it's fun. No, it, it reminds me too much of the shitty community episode we had to watch for. Uh, oh, our, God, podcast. you're right. Yeah. yeah. And never mind. It was bad. You've, you've yeah. convinced me. <laughs> Uh, Dan, Dan and Vanessa, of course, have uh, separated themselves from the rest of the game. They're they're hiding across the street from each other, and Serena is tracking Jenny, and uh, she definitely wants to kill her because this is personal now. And Nate just really wants to win and kill some random guy we've never seen before uh, from Colombia, presumably, while Jenny's <laughs> watching it. And uh, Serena also has a kill, so the the game is in is in full effect here. People are people are killing everyone. It looks looks like a lot of fun. Um, I I don't like when they get in indoors and they're like disrupting like, like a coffee shop mm-hmm. or whatever they're doing. It definitely annoys me a little bit. I would be if some people yeah. were doing this in the shop I was at. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. But outside, it's fine. I mean, you, you act like this isn't something that we would do as teenagers. Well, I I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. We we played um, humans versus zombies in college, and indoors were famously off limits. Once you're inside, no no gameplay. Outdoors is all good. Okay, congrats. Yeah. You're, you're so much better than I'm mature. You're so much better than the idiots. Character. <laughs> All right, I guess I was the only medicine high school. You're the, <laughs> you are. Disrupting the, the sanctity of indoors. You're out of control, and I just wanted to bring it up here. I'm, I'm <laughs> siding with Brendan on this one, to be honest. Wow, thank you. I, yeah, I, I agree. Would be, I would be I annoyed. Without watching my buddies the goofballs in a, in a crowded cafe yeah. playing assassins. I'd be like, I'd just walk down the street. And be like, I, <laughs> I'm not a part of this. <laughs> but I, coffee I shop agree. are like the, where I, people are the most angry too. There's not a happy person on a coffee line. <laughs> no one's ever, no one's ever gotten coffee and been, and been happy when they were getting no. coffee. <laughs> coffee is always just a, the necessary evil for people. That they <laughs> exactly, have to yeah. get themselves back up to zero. Happy people are at bars. Yeah. Um, Dorota also gets to play the game, which is so fun, but Vanya's making it hard for her because uh, he's blowing up her spot by talking to her, and she tries to explain that someone's going to kill her, and Vanya's confused because he thinks it might be anti-royalist from Russia, but uh, Dorota explains the game, and then Vanya proposes, and and Dorota's speechless, and I'm just so happy for them both. So wonderful. This saves the whole episode for me. Great moment. Yeah. It's so cute. I I can't believe you're so down on this episode, Brendan. 
it's uh, you you've been talking about how this is a, a great streak of episodes in the past two i'm just like okay i was talking about that before not i th- that was now. like episodes like eight to twelve i was talking about can you wow, can time, you relax time flies that stretch of, in the in, in the since then i have given an episode a d plus wow. we, we are out of the stretch of great episodes oh okay but i do like this episode yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, well, well, I'm not going to spoil anything. You seem very down on the show in general. Is this, right, is this right after I tell you that, that I like the show? Like two episodes yeah. ago, I'm like, I finally want to watch this on my own time. <laughs> and then and two now, episodes and now in the a last row, two episodes suck. And I've been high on them, too. Yeah. Uh, relatively high on them. Anyway, so uh, Vanya has his, his cute speech. And uh, so two people come up. One of them kills her. I, I believe this was my girl, Amalia, that kills Dorota, so good for her. And... Dorota doesn't care because she's dying with happiness, and uh, Eric's gonna Eric's gonna stumble in and, and trip over Fanya, like completely trip over, and, like wipe out on the floor, and uh, he's gonna be helped up by a, by some uh, handsome fella who asks if he's okay, and uh, he is, and Eric asks Vanya if he's okay, and and Vanya's like, okay, I'm engaged, which is breaking news for Eric, and uh, Eric turns to his new friend and apologizes. He tells him that a friend's housekeeper and our doorman just got engaged, which is a pretty good line. It, it is cute. Yeah, he he's swooned. Yeah, oh yeah, Eric, Eric uh, is beside himself right now. He is, uh, he's he's never seen a man so so attractive. He, he's into his his tall hunks, being such a short king himself. I mean, John, Jonathan wasn't that tall. He seems kind of tall, I guess, compared to Eric. Yeah, I mean, yeah. with a short king like Eric, everyone yeah, is yeah. tall. So, um, you know, this this guy understands. They're they're gonna seemingly flirt a little bit and. Uh, Eric asks if the guy lives in the building, and, and they, they joke around, but then Eric needs to go take care of the uh, Nate-Jenny situation, so he assures the new guy that he'll be back dead or alive. However, Eric has foolishly left behind his picture, and the guy's going to pick it up for some uh, the uh, some Cinderella action here with the glass slipper. This is crazy, though. Like, If, if you like this person or you think you think they're like a, a good prospect for you and you just leave them and then assume that you'll maybe run into them again someday, like this might be the last time you ever see this person. Well, he does no. live in the building. Oh, he does. Okay. I wasn't sure if, if he was just like walking through the hotel. Um, well, I think he was being sarcastic when he was like, no, I just hang out in the lobby and like wait for Games of Assassin to start up. Oh, he he was kidding. Okay. I think so. I, that's how I read it as, as sarcasm. <laughs> I, I, that's a weird, sincere thing to do to actually wait in the lobby, random lobbies. And I don't think that was that assassins. <laughs> Well, I get that the picture is part of the Game of Assassins. And so that's the obvious thing for Eric to drop. It's it cracks me up that like that's the token that Elliot picks up and like he can't remember this this person that he just met. <laughs> like he's got to make sure like he has the picture with him to find him. That's what was going. <laughs> like if I like if I like because the glass slipper fits Cinderella's. Uh huh. Spoil spoilers for Cinderella. So I like that he's going up every level of the of the the building, like comparing people's faces to the picture. Like, no, that's not right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you he, stand he, next he, to the picture. <laughs> theoretically, he could just ask if we if we ran into each other today. But I, I do like the thought that he is saying, "Come here, come here. Let me see. Yeah. stand next to this picture." No, it's not you. Sorry. And when he finally finds Eric, he's like, "Let me see." And then he like tapes the picture over his face, like perfect fit. <laughs> yeah, I think you just I think you just rewrote a better ending to this episode, brother. <laughs> just like carrying scotch tape on him. <laughs> so, uh, Jenny hiding behind a staircase. She jumps out and kills Amalia and another minion, while uh, Nate also makes a kill. And Jenny continues to to hunt her more important prey in Nate, while Dan and Vanessa also still hiding from each other. They again, they're pretty much just playing one on one assassin with each other because they're losers. I don't know. I don't know what else to call them. And Vanessa. 
uh, Nessa says she's into the killer side of Dan. And if that's the case, then boy, do I have a, a television <laughs> show for her. Yeah. <laughs> Might I introduce you to the stylings of Joe Goldberg, Vanessa? I think you may, <laughs> you may be into it. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, they, much, much like Chuck had this whole thing planned out. The, the Gossip Girl writers had this whole thing planned <laughs> right. out. They, they knew that, that Penn Badgley was someday going to play a serial killer. Well, and a few episodes ago, too, uh, the writers predicted Chuck's uh, demise with all the sexual assaults and accusations and whatnot. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. The, very, uh, very, we maybe need to look for some more clues about what's going to happen in the future from this show. <laughs> we might. Awesome Girl turns out predicted everything. Mm. It's the Nostradamus of uh, teen dramas. Yeah. So Dan decides that uh, now, during this game, is the perfect time to bring up his script. Uh, he would hate to die before Vanessa gets a chance to read it and tells Vanessa he'll give her another copy because the one in her bag is pretty marked up. Which, wow, he, he calls her out and she just stops dead in her tracks and apologizes. What a burn. Big yeah. burn. I don't know why he brings this up now. I don't, yeah, it's, it's stupid. Maybe they figured, like, uh, since they're being playful right now, it's a good time to throw it up and like hope like that she won't get mad for him looking through her stuff. Yeah. Uh, maybe, but I, I don't know. So she, uh, Vanessa says she didn't know what to do since Dan liked her work so much. And uh, Dan's like, oh, so you feel sorry for me now? Which is not what she said. I, I can't I can't deal with these two. Just <laughs> just play the stupid game of Assassin. But instead, Dan decides to be honest now and say that her work was not an A+. It was a D. And then adds into <laughs> injury and, and kills her. That, that's yeah. good. I like that. That's just the photo away. And, and you know what? I love that right after he gets his photo snatched. Yeah, because... Serena comes by and grabs both. Yeah. Rude. Rude. yeah, she's. She says they'll. says they'll be together on the other side. A, a rare win for Serena here. Yeah, great job mm-hmm. by her. Yeah, they, they 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 suck. Um, this argument is <laughs> is unnecessary. Uh, I wish they both actually died and got hit by a car. <laughs> oh wow! Wow. That's I'm another like, part of assassins that's scary. Is they're running in and out, know, weaving really traffic. Yeah, again, I just feel like something that we would be doing as teenagers as well. That's true. I'll speak. I'll speak to me and Brendan as I. I did not know Sean and Catherine as uh, teenagers in high school. Yeah, yeah, but there's not as much traffic on Daniel Street. Uh, you should see Monroe once in a while. Really? Oh wow! How to oh, yeah, buy and watch get, the traffic? <laughs> not to dox myself on. <laughs> That's North Monroe. <laughs> Across the street from the cemetery. <laughs> Thank you for specifying. <laughs> so Eric pops up from behind a bush. He tells Jenny uh, he doesn't care about the game. He just wants to talk. And he asks what she was doing with Nate. Jenny tries telling him that she and Nate are just friends. But uh, Eric's not buying it and tells her that they have history with each other. And Jenny promises she isn't going to do anything. And Eric Eric breaks his promise that he wasn't going to kill her. And, and he tries to kill her. But luckily for Jenny, uh, Eric is already dead. Oh, look. Yeah, he didn't even realize. What a twist. He was dead the whole time. Wow. I know. Ah. There we go. The He's appropriate the, reaction. Who's, who's the act? I can't think of the actor's name. Um, in what? In The Sixth Sense. Bruce Willis. Nope. Like little kid. Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, he's the Joel Osment of, the, of Gossip Girl. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was worth it. Thank you for disrupting. The- <laughs> This is not an edit point. This is staying right in there. <laughs> Actually, you're gonna you're gonna extend the silence. <laughs> It'll just be sixty seconds of dead air. After you. <laughs> Who is the actor? Bruce Willis. Sixty seconds of silence, <laughs> and then we move on. I cut out the part where we, you tell me who it actually is. 
<laughs> Nate is uh, running from Serena. She follows him into a building, but Nate catches her and asks if she has any last words. Uh, Serena's still clearly upset, knows that uh, Nate thought she blew off his birthday, but he did ditch her. I, again, did Nate technically show up late to get ready to her stupid gala? Sure. sure. But I, I just really can't back up Serena here. She was planning a god-awful birthday, knowingly, and her plan worked so well that he didn't even want to show up late. So I'm not blaming Nate for this at all. And no. I think Serena should just be happy that he's having fun now. Like, it all worked out. I know. Out. It's your, his your birthday. Let, let what him are you have still fun. complaining about? Stop complaining. to Yeah, th- this is his day. You wanted to have him, have him have a fun day. He's having fun. He's enjoying his game. So don't bring him down. You already had made him have a shitty day before this. Why were you late for... Why were you late for the toad game? Were you having fun when I wanted you to have a shit time with your grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she definitely called grandfather and was like, and be as boring as possible at the lunch. We need Nate to hate his life. <laughs> Not a problem, S. <laughs> Not a problem, S. <laughs> so Serena opens the door, tells him she needs to know why he ditched their plans to hang out with Jenny. And uh, Nate says he promised Jenny he wouldn't say anything. But he tells Serena that something messed up happened to her. And when Serena questions why she went to Nate, he says it was only because he was involved. And you know what, Serena? Not to bring up a couple episodes again, but maybe if Serena was being a, a good older sister instead of uh, telling Jenny when and when she can and can't lose her virginity, she she would come to Serena with these things instead. Yeah, yeah. We could look back at that moment where Serena comes in to her room uh, and it's like, "So did you bang?" And Jenny lies to her because she <laughs> no longer has respect for her. So she's gonna continue to lack that respect and fuck her over. We haven't gone. We haven't gone back to that since. No, we haven't. Um, oh well. Yeah, I, I guess uh, she is officially not a virgin. It's canon now. We, uh, I think she it's fucked off screen it. after that moment. Okay, good, good to know. Yeah. So uh, Serena won't let it go. So Nate breaks his word to Jenny and tells Serena what happened at the fashion show. And so Serena finally softens and asks if she's okay and apologizes to Nate and tells him that he's such a good guy. And then uh, asks if she can kiss him before she kills him. But then, as they kiss, Jenny comes up from behind and kills her. Gotcha. Watch her back. And. Uh, and Serena tells her it looks like it's it's just Jenny and Nate left, which I don't know how Serena knows they're the only ones left. I, I guess <laughs> right. she she doesn't know how many photographs Jenny has in her hands, but if anything, she should still think Eric is alive since no one has his photo, but whatever. I don't know how Serena was so all-knowing in this moment. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the she same would. way Uncle Jack just pops up in places. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some things just can't be explained. So... Uh, Serena sees Chuck, asks, asks if Chuck if has seen Blair, and Blair uh, Chuck replies, I assume she's still slaying, which is what I'm going to say every single time anyone refers to Blair from here on out. I assume she's still Chuck slaying. That, a quote from Chuck that he did not even realize would be so iconic to me. Who, <laughs> <laughs> Blair? Well, yeah, Blair, I assume I she's still, still slaying. Where, wherever she is, I assume she's slaying. <laughs> that is a great way to say anything. Uh, I just want to ask quickly, if you were to set up a birthday party for someone that involves a game, and it's a game where... We, you can get out pretty early on. Like, do you try and set it up so that the the birthday person, like, you make sure that they are in it until the very end? Like, does, do you think Serena had everyone be like, "Come on, just be nice to Nate. It's his birthday." Or like, what what if he's the first one out of the game? Like, oh well, that lasted for like a minute, and this is all for me. Now I have to sit back and watch. Like, yeah, that would suck. So I guess uh, friend of the pod, Austin, once uh, famed host of Survivor Maryland. I don't know. I can't remember if it was for his birthday or something, but they, they threw a, a surprise party for him, and it ended up being they played like a game of Survivor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, s- similar thing where there are people going to be out. And I, I believe there was a, a tacit agreement. Like, 
make sure he's not first. Make sure he's not one of the first people out. Like, don't right. vote him out. Make sure he gets relatively <laughs> far into the game. So I think I think that's what's going on here. Like, right. if you see Nate in the first few minutes, don't kill him. Yeah, let, just, let just him leave for the first fun. three minutes. That's a, that's a good rule. Like, but that, then at but, some point, like, play for real because then it's not fun. Yeah. Otherwise. I also don't think you can let the birthday boy win because then it's like, and, yeah. okay, the, the, it seems the whole thing just seems like fixed if if he right. ends up winning. Totally. I would have liked to see early on in the game just a couple of the Columbia guys like running in slow motion and whiffing on, yeah. on grabbing. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Falling over each other as they, as they try to get his photograph. Um, and also, this is Nate's favorite game. So you would assume that mm. he's good at it. So maybe, That's true. You know? Imagine he just sucked at it. Like it's his favorite game, but he's out first every time. <laughs> Darn it, man. Next time I'll get, I'll get him. I love I this game, next man. Year. <laughs> <laughs> Can only go up. <laughs> so uh serena tells uh chuck that blair is dead uh but she's you know you knowing her she's probably cheating and so chuck is like oh she's not in the game anymore that must mean she's fucking jack so he goes up <laughs> goes upstairs Perfect. looks under the bed and he sees the empty dress box with the note from jack in it and seems to know uh exactly what is going on and this is what you're talking about where he, he seems upset even though everything seems to be according going according to his own plan right now yeah, do you think there's a chance that Chuck sent this dress with the note? Because all like, there's no like he just wrote Jack. Like do we don't we don't know what the signature looks like. Mm. My only rebuttal to that is is a line that Jack has coming mm-hmm. up in the next scene between him and Blair, and he he mentions how he would never spend that much on a dress uh-huh. regularly. Regularly, okay, <laughs> good. So that could just be a line to to cover Chuck, but that wouldn't make sense because right. then he outs Chuck. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I was just, I was just curious to know, like, if if there's even more about Chuck that he did in this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I don't think every single aspect of this has to be assumed. It isn't, yeah. That, uh, yeah. So, Blair has come to see Jack, and it's just so depressing. Like, I hate that this is happening because Blair takes off her jacket and she's wearing the dress, and and Jack is smiling his 18th century pervy smile, and mm-hmm. Blair is just like straight faced, and it, it's just so sad and disturbing. It, it, it disturbing's the best word for it, and luckily it ends up that Jack does not want to rape her, <laughs> so that's that's good by the end of this. But to this point, we, yeah, we, we're not yeah, so MVP sure. MVP for that. Jack. MVP for <laughs> Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but before we find that out, we're like, I, this, this guy is more despicable than than ever. Yeah, um, Catherine, do you remember what how what you were feeling the first time you watched this? Ooh. I think, you know, I probably was really stressed out, honestly. I oh, yeah. I feel like it's, I feel like I wanted it to be like a deeper plan. Like I wanted it to be like Blair and Chuck are tricking Jack together. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah I wish they were winning and, in this, as in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I noticed this time watching, I had the thought because, you know, they're like standing by the pool table and she explains the contract and stuff. And I don't know if it was a contract just for that, um, like, interaction, but Jack signs the contract. So I was like, why yeah, can't yeah. she just, I don't know just if that was it. a contract handing over the hotel, but why can't she just take papers yeah. and then leave? That's what I was thinking you too. Know? I thought maybe like Chuck would show up right before they kissed. They would take the paper and that would be it. But I guess that would be a really easy way and sad way to take Jack down. It's like make him sign a piece of paper and then leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, a lot of stress the first time yeah. I was watching this scene. 
Oh, yeah, I get it. Sean, were, were you stressed watching it this time? Well, I'll tell you, with the lore of this episode being yes. what it was and knowing that Catherine had chosen this one, you know, months in advance, like <laughs> solidified our, our time here with this episode. <laughs> All I heard for so long was Chuck Sells Blair, Chuck Sells Blair. Mm-hmm. And halfway through the episode, I looked over to Catherine and I was like, he doesn't sell her. She chooses to have sex with Jack so that they can get the hotel back. Oh, and you fool. You kept, fool. Kind of like, Kevin just gave me like a look like, okay, like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like let, let, let's see, you know? And then, so I was Sean's team Jack. With said, the, keep watching, the Sean. <laughs> at this moment, I really thought she was going to go through with it. And I thought Jack was going to go through with it. So yeah, yeah. I was, I was unnerved. Yeah, it is such a uh, big moment in the show. Much like you're saying, you hear people saying all the time. I mean, Brendan doesn't because Brendan lives under a rock. He still has not been spoiled on any aspect of the show. <laughs> but you hear uh, like a lot of people saying like, oh, yeah, Chuck sold Blair. Chuck sells Blair for a hotel. It's mentioned it by a lot of people. Like whenever I tell people that Chuck is one of my favorite characters, like e- even more so than the, than the disgusting, like rapey stuff that he does in the first few episodes of the show, they're like, Oh yeah, I can't get behind Chuck because he sold Blair for a hotel, which, which is fair. Not, not, not the, yeah. not the best moment for Chuck here, but yeah, it is. It's definitely a, uh, a show defining moment here in this episode. Yes. So, I mean, it, it is the most gossip girl way for the two of them to kind of separate at this point. I, I, I know yeah. they're, they, I seem, said, they seem end game, but um, if they're gonna be broken up to get back together at some point later, this is like a, a reasonable reason for her to be this mad because they seem so tied to to each other at this point. I don't know what could break them up, and I guess this is the weird, horrible thing that could do it. Yeah, yeah. I said a few episodes ago uh, when we had Michelle and Liz on the podcast that uh, Chuck and Blair are like going so strong right now that they really need to like it's gonna take something insane to break them up, and they need right. to like come up with new and inventive ways to. Uh, if Blair and Chuck so and this are. is definitely a new and inventive way <laughs> and when I said that I remember like Liz started like laughing like she knew what was coming right, she was like right, oh right. yeah they, they are definitely definitely new inventive ways on the horizon <laughs> oh here. yeah I get, so, inventive's a great way to put this yeah <laughs> yes. if it's anything it's inventive so Blair is here to get Chuck's hotel and uh, Blair already has the contract drawn up I am still having trouble seeing how any of this is legal. And you know what? Like we said, it's lawyer month here on the Lonely Boys. Yep, so yep. let's take advantage of having yet another lawyer on the pod. And ask Sean, I, again, I, I know you didn't do well in in, uh, in hotel law, but what, what is the legality of anything that is happening in this plot right now? Well, I think if the contract says, like, Blair will sex up Jack for one night. Mm-hmm. In those exact hotel, words. Yeah. Uh, then, then that's that's not binding and that's not legal that's <laughs> that's what i would think too yeah. <laughs> legal, right um but i i don't know i think i think you could word it uh in a way that's like i don't know i don't know I, the, the 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 sex would have to be left out of it mm-hmm. right maybe this is that's what's also understood by all parties that that would be part of it mm-hmm Maybe that's why he wasn't. He didn't feel so bonded to it when she like left the piece of paper down there. He's like, "Oh yeah, I just signed a nonsense contract, so I'm not worried if they try and steal this and run <laughs> off with it." <laughs> so, uh, Jack asks what her demands are. Uh, he's Jack is like still trying to make jokes like this is a lighthearted affair. That's the worst part Blair... about him. Like that's why it's so cringy to me because he like thinks this is so funny, and yeah, just, it's and it's not so funny. It's... And there, there could be like some funny maniacal characters. Uh, he's just not one of like we, we keep talking about how not charming he is and how he's not like a funny creep. He's just a creepy creep, right? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be there can be funny maniacal characters, but with someone with Jack who's like taking everything to like an a hundred out of ten, and like his his <laughs> like the things he does are just like so terrible. Like yeah, he's already molested just, someone. He, uh, yeah, yeah, and then made made light of it, <laughs> and now yeah, he's gonna do it, this. It's really bad, especially because like Blair is just still like as emotionless as ever as he's being his smarmy self, and. Uh, Blair wants to t- Jack to tell Chuck that he isn't worth losing Bass Australia over, and now now that he's devalued the Empire, he's willing to sell it back at a profit so that Chuck doesn't expect anything, and Chuck can never know. Which would be, I mean, insane for Blair to try to keep this secret for, like, the rest of their lives, I guess. That Yeah, that is, that is insane. Um, yeah. so, I, don't think, I don't think that would work out. Yeah, so Jack signs the contract. He's already had Chuck's hotel. Now he'll leave knowing he's had the thing he holds even dearer. And Jack just has some weird fucking complex with Chuck because he says again, he's like, everything that he's had is mine. Like, why is he so obsessed with I know. having I everything that his nephew too. once had? What, we it's such a what? weird and creepy fixation that he has. I think it's, I think it's because um, Chuck's dad, Bart, leaves the company to Chuck and, and doesn't, he doesn't trust Jack. You know, he didn't trust Jack. So it's, right. it's now I need to take everything from yeah, so you, now, because you have everything that I've worked so long to have. Yeah, ex- yeah, that's probably mm-hmm. it. Where he's just like, now that Chuck was given like the the hotel over me or whatever he was given over Jack, he's like, now everything that Chuck has has to be mine now in order for me to stroke my my tiny ego. Right. Yeah. I, I think well, Ch- Chuck and him had this conversation at some point, and he's like, "What is it? Is it because my dad gave this to me and not not to you?" And he's like, "Oh, it's not even that." Like, okay, then, then what is it? But it definitely is that. All right, well, you didn't answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Jenny and Nate are chasing each other through a restaurant, and I just know that Brendan and Sean were, uh, were, were seething watching this. Right <laughs> Not good. That was the most cringeworthy moment. Thank you, yeah. I, I was so scared. Nate did grab someone and hide behind them. So literally <laughs> disturbing someone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And their day. Like, like assaulting a person trying to get. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know how, I, I don't know why I've chosen to take this side where I, I, I have now completely gone on the other side and I am so for this, but I feel like it has to uh, be done. I, I say, let the kids be kids. They're having a good time. It's, they're it's only sh- young in life once. They're not even that young. They're, they're like, they're adults at this point, basically. Well, I guess Nate is at least. Nate's a grown man. Um, and he is 19. This is Nate's 19th birthday. He, look at him. He, he looks like he's 30. He probably actually is. <laughs> he, he's too hot to be doing this also. It, it, I, there's nothing That's worse the than like key. people walking around in public and thinking they're being quirky and they're just being annoying. And where does the hotness come into play? I just wanted to point that out because he looks great today on his birthday. Freezing <laughs> well, hotness points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I get it. I get where you guys are coming from, but I just want to let them have fun. You know, they, they don't get a lot of chances to just be kids with, with, you know, creepy uncle Jack roaming around. Who, who knows what other stuff they're going to well, be it's, getting it's into. It's also even worse just knowing that Jenny's trying to chase him down to suck on his face. <laughs> yeah. not, not It feels like um, Nate's running away from her. Like get away from, get those lips away. So, uh, Dan and Vanessa again Dan admits her paper wasn't a D and starts to give her actual notes Uh, Vanessa thanks him and she's like oh yeah actually really helpful note and so Vanessa (laughs) starts to critique Dan now tells him that a homeless man winning the lottery is a little out of his wheelhouse which I don't know I I, I feel like it makes sense for Dan like Dan 
metaphorically is like a homeless man who won the lottery. He was a nothing that oh, started dating yeah. Serena, and now he's like an insider. So I, I don't think it's that out of his wheelhouse. And secondly, it's about time he writes about something right. different. This he is what college is for. He's supposed to learn how to do this shit. He should be happy he's still not writing about Serena. Because it's everyone says that to him. Like, when you write what you know, it's really good. Like, But he only has one story. We've, we've talked about this. We don't, we don't want to hear it anymore. Exactly. I, I can't hear another story about how you stalked Serena for two years. Maybe she wants to. Well, now it's since they're dating, it's it's his turn to write about her now, and that's what she's lo- really looking so. for. So he, when he's dating Serena, he writes all of his stories about how he was hopelessly in love with her and couldn't do. It. When he starts dating Vanessa, he starts writing about homeless men. <laughs> that, that just shows how doomed their relationship is. Vanessa is the homeless man. Yeah, she's the homeless. The that, that <laughs> how beautiful. <laughs> that could have that could have saved the argument when uh when Vanessa was like you have to write what you know he could have been like but baby you're my homeless man like I this is this is what I know so he's like don't you remember I season you two where your man. hair looked like a homeless man's <laughs> <laughs> I will say I did love Vanessa's hair in this episode it's good no she looks oh, very yeah, she, good she's come a long way since season two yeah it's always great but locks were locks were long. And flowing. Yeah, and Nicole so, said yep. too. She's like, I wish that she wasn't so pretty because she sucks so bad. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. So uh, Vanessa's like, uh, whatever story you send, Tish is gonna love you anyway. And uh, yay, they're on good terms again, I guess. Yay. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that's all. That's all <laughs> the enthusiasm I can muster. So uh, Jenny and Nate still having a great time. Obviously, uh, being a little flirty while they chase each other around. Uh, Jenny calls trying to kill Nate the most fun she's had in months. And Jenny finally stops, tells Nate that he's the birthday boy, so she should let him kill her. But as soon as he gets close enough to kill her, she leans in for the kiss and then swipes his photo to kill him. The balls on Jenny to do this. Where, <laughs> where did she get these balls? <laughs> and know, he kisses as, him. As you said, Jenny, similar to Blair, goes for what she wants. And yes, she does. I can respect that quality, but I don't know if I respect the way it's implemented in in this in this episode. So... Yeah, I was I, I was Jenny went in for the kiss and I was I was like wow. I couldn't wow. believe it. That's such a bold move. And she locked the door behind her. Yeah. Cornered him. Yeah. I think it really yeah. comes back to what Brendan was saying is that Nate's like just being playful and like platonic and she's crossing that line, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't even really he's like confused and kind of thrown off by that kiss. Yes, he looks very confused after he gets his, and and that is like Nate's resting face. He just always is confused, <laughs> right. but he looks even more confused after the kiss. So yeah, yeah, uh, and sometimes like, un- in, in this this show, you'll see the other person be like, "I kind of did like that," and then like there will be some foreshadowing of of him being into her. But the way they played it after this kiss, he just kind of moves past it very quickly and doesn't care at all. And didn't, didn't I, like I do it. think that after Jenny did it and left, Nate should have had that exact line where he looks at the camera and says. I kind of did like that. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> totally, Kyle. <laughs> I'd like to that see Nate wise. with like long blonde hair and a tie dye t shirt. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> so Blair and Jack again. Blair Blair wants uh, something stronger than champagne to kill the germs, and. Jack starts asking Blair if uh, the stress has given Chuck trouble performing romantically. This is getting even weirder. Yeah, like, why, why are we bringing this up? Jack, like, getting off on this. Yeah. He's hoping that his teenage nephew, yeah, his performance <laughs> issues. <laughs> his teenage nephew and, her t- and his teenage daughter. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, Blair makes it clear she's not going to enjoy this. She's just doing it for the hotel. And Jack ropes her leg. Uh, mm. Blair says they've had enough foreplay. Jack kisses her, and it, it is the grossest kiss of all time, and I am so uncomfortable. She's, especially She's quivering goatee. during it. Yeah, it's bad. It's I mean, really bad. I mean, the only thing about this, uh, this scene is that I, I can kind of relate to it. Uh, how so? Well, Nicole, Nicole <laughs> has the same face on every time we kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I make her wear a dress like, it's time to kiss. Put on your dress. <laughs> and she quivers. <laughs> I was so nervous like, that you were going to say that you also stole a hotel from your. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you, you, you usually buy Nicole a dress, make her wear it, say it's time to kiss. And then say, as you, has my nephew not been able to perform? <laughs> as I'm putting on the dress instead. <laughs> so, um, the kiss ends. Jack thanks her and says that's it. And Blair is so confused and says he already signed the contract, so there's no backing out. But Jack tells her that uh, Chuck is still going to get his hotel, and he prefers the women who want to have sex with him. But based on what we know about Jack, that's not even true. That's yeah, that's not true. But it's still like a big twist for me. I'm like, oh, I I, I didn't believe that. <laughs> and when you said it, I still kind of don't. I guess this is growth now. Like Jack doesn't. Yeah, what a guy. We'd like him now. <laughs> doesn't sex like. Jack doesn't isn't into like raping women anymore, so I, I guess good for Jack. <laughs> good for him. Baby steps, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, Blair is uh, confused. Asks Jack why he set this up, and Jack tells her that he told uh, he told Chuck he'd take either Blair or the hotel, and Chuck chose to give him Blair. Which what a reveal! I will give him that. This is this is such a switcheroo. I clearly Sean didn't see coming because Sean was commenting like he had everything figured out. That oh she. Yeah, I don't think anyone saw that. Brendan, did you see this one coming? No, I, I didn't because like I was saying earlier, when Chuck was in the room by himself, he seemed surprised that she went and did this. I think he kind of knew that maybe this was an option, but he told the audience he didn't want it to happen. That's what he told Blair, yeah. like, on, on the on the elevator. And then, like I said, this this scene by himself where he seemed upset by seeing the card in the box, it threw me off because he was, uh, was acting for no run. Yeah, Uh Catherine, do you remember your feeling the, the first time you, you saw this reveal? Um, you know, I probably was really surprised. I, you know, I haven't watched it in a while, but I think in this, I experienced similar feelings watching this again of, of shock and surprise. I knew, I knew that Chuck sold Blair. Like I knew it. As everyone does. As everyone does. But when you rewatch it again after a while, you know, those feelings come up again. So I was surprised. I was also, I I think, I also think Jack's real motive in this whole thing was to ruin the relationship Mm -hmm. between Chuck and Blair because I feel like he knows that they can't come back from this. And and boy, and boy, does he succeed. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think he really is (laughs) hoping at the end of the day that by breaking them up, at some point, Blair will be at a new low and sleep with him again. Because you really have to just be at an all-time low to sleep. You with, do. I mean, wasn't she when that happened on the, that New Year's? She was like pretty down the dumps. Yeah, I think so. I, yeah. I, I can't remember the specifics of that uh, rendezvous, but yeah, this is this is a great twist, and uh, Blair is is in disbelief. Like she she does not believe that this is happening. Jack, Jack is like, oh, he knew exactly which buttons to have Jack push that uh, so that. Blair wouldn't be able to resist stepping in to save him behind his back. And uh, Jack 
tells her to uh, to check Chuck's credit card receipts and to be thankful that one of the best men has moral integrity, which, tough look for Chuck when Jack is claiming the moral integrity of the best family. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And just what, what a crushing blow for poor Blair. Um, one, like, like you said, one of the most infamous moments in the show's history, and, and this is the grand reveal of it. Like, so, Brendan, did you, did you feel that in the moment that, that you were witnessing history? Um, I, I, I don't think I felt like I was witnessing like good history. I guess infamous is the best way to infamous, put it. Yeah. Yeah. So Jenny and Nate in the elevator, Nate's like, yeah, so, uh, what the hell was that? And Jenny plays dumb. She's like, yeah, we were, we were playing and I killed you. What? And Nate reminds Jenny that them hanging out was just as friends. And Jenny's like, yeah, I know. I just thought you'd be happy. I was having fun again. She, she's really milking the, uh, I, I'm having fun. Uh, I'm, ha- I'm able to have fun again. Now. See, I can just kiss and- whoever I want. This is fun. Who doesn't kiss? <laughs> I feel like it, she's like a little bit gaslighty too, just making him think like it wasn't a big deal. Like who cares? Like but you guys have have like sort of a history, and then you can't just like go around kissing people and think it's just a plutonic thing. Like oh, it was a plutonic lip kiss. Yeah. Right. Uh, so they return to the party. Jenny shows off that she won, gets a big hug from Serena, and uh, Eric is just like staring. Like, Eric's pissed. Er- Eric, yeah. Eric uh, really doesn't want his sister's relationship blown up like this. Is it another great confused face by by Nate here too. Yeah. The, the whole time she's explaining like, oh, it wasn't a big deal. He's just like, what? Okay. I think he's like getting convinced by her that <laughs> it, it was fine. Yeah. So we have our classic Blair and Chuck scene, but uh, not one that that I ever wanted to see. Uh, Blair says, please tell me Jack was lying. You wouldn't betray me like that. And Chuck turns it around and says that she was the one who just came from seeing his uncle, which, speaking of, like, gaslighty, this was Chuck's entire plan, and he's already, like, trying to turn it around on Blair. Like, step one in this conversation. And Blair tells Chuck that she was there for him because she thought it was the only way to save the hotel. She would have done anything to help him. All he had to do was ask. And, man, I don't understand why, like, again, Chuck seems very upset in this moment when this is exactly what he wanted. Right. At some point in the conversation, I feel like he switches his gears. Yes. Yeah, he, like, comes clean, and uh, he's like, well, if, uh, if, he's like, he's like, if I asked, you know, it would have been obvious that they were working together, and he says, I did what I had to do to win. And this is not, this is not the new Chuck we know and love. The new, new Chuck would have never sacrificed Blair so callously like that for a hotel. No. A real step back. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of earned in the way that, since Jack has been here for so long, it feels like he has been slowly breaking him down and making him feel worthless and he he got to the core of his his ego and it's like if you have nothing then who are you he got he got into those daddy issues that that chuck has yep i mean it's it's not totally out of nowhere so i'm i'm here for that at least it's it's not just like a total um it is a regression of character but not one that's totally unwarranted yeah uh it's just so heartbreaking where blair blair's like crying she's telling chuck that all i ever did was love you and Chuck replies, the worst thing I ever did, the darkest thought I ever had, you said you would stand by me through anything. This Blair is anything. Which, now Chuck's like really trying to use Blair's love for him against her now, which, like, he really thought he, he could keep his hotel and, and Blair by completely risking their relationship like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. It, it, it was a big game of risk for Chuck. Right. Yeah. He can't take uh, these uh, calculated risks in, in uh, you know, with true love. It just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Not to get poetic. Right. <laughs> how poetic of you yeah, they, they, they've had issues like this in the past too like earlier on in their relationship too and they realized okay we should stop like playing games with each other and like using each other as leverage or we should stop having high stakes in this relationship and this he's he's taken it to a new level 
after like kind of yep. trying to throw that out of their relationship in the first place. I really wish they would have just tried to to figure out something together. I, I mean, I hate to say it, Jack really got the best of Chuck here. And time and time again, like three episodes in a row. Yeah, it it's rough. Yeah, you mentioned the Star Wars trilogy. This yeah. would be like if, uh, if Darth Vader was one every single episode, every, every single movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that's how uh, Uncle Jack would like the movies. Probably, yeah. Do you think so, Darth Vader has a, a goatee underneath that mask? Well, they take the mask off in the last in the Return of the Jedi. Mm. Uh, no goatee. I don't remember there being a goatee. <laughs> uh, maybe there is then. We don't remember. That reminds me of the, the office scene where they're wondering whether Stanley has a mustache or not. <laughs> that is that's mustache classic. Or no mustache, goatee or no goatee. <laughs> Uh, back to the party. Let's let's get a little happier here. Serena apologizes to Nate for tricking him, and uh, Nate says it was worth it. Best birthday ever. Um, and Serena is like, the birthday's not over yet, and she puts the handcuffs on. Uh, she still needs to give him his present, as uh, Jenny is just kind of watching it all in the background. And Eric asks if she's ready, and she says she's done. I mean, ready to go. So it seems like, uh, you know, with Jenny saying she's done here, it, is she finally giving up on getting Nate? I don't know, because then Gossip Girl says something of, like... Um, when like you, you you run out of options, you you figure something else out. But at, like on on screen, we don't see anything that alludes to that. Like even Nate right. doesn't look down the stairs to look back at Jenny like you would think. Um, so I don't know. Maybe she's gonna figure something else out. Whether it has to do with Nate or not, we'll we'll have to see. Nate uh, Nate also doesn't tell Serena that Jenny kissed him. Um, okay, that's something something to think about. That's something. Should he should he have? I uh, think, I don't know. Yeah, what do you what do you think? I think I think he I think he should, but I understand why not why he didn't on his birthday. I think he definitely sure. should. Sure. He's about to get future. birthday sex. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you don't want to get in the way of that. <laughs> ruin that. that. <laughs> Knowing Nate though, I can see him like right before it's about to go in, uh, him saying it. <laughs> Bef- before I stick this, stick you with this. <laughs> Jenny kissed me. <laughs> Oh wait, Nate, that's what you think he'd do? Yeah, he'd pick the worst <laughs> time for it. He'd be like, oh, I should probably, I just remembered something. <laughs> I gotta tell you. Oh, by the way. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know why Jenny thought she could just, like, win him over in these five hours. Like, he's with the girl of his dreams right now in Serena. This yeah. is, like, even when, since season one, when he, like, accidentally professed his love for Jenny thinking it was Serena. Like, this is always what he's wanted. Yeah, and I, I know, like, Gossip Girl thinks Jenny's this other blonde hottie but like serena's way out here league you're, you're still like a young 16 year old kid serena's basically a model so sorry oh, honey. you heard it here first sorry honey <laughs> you said you sound like uh you sound like spencer erickson in middle school what do you tell all of his friends vanessa's <laughs> <laughs> um, back in her dorm room and our, our old friend willa weinstein is back to uh to give her something from professor romano it turns out that Vanessa is also applying to the Tish writing program, and uh, Vanessa's not telling anyone, and Willa lets us know that this very it's very competitive. There are only a few spots for NYU transfers, so it looks like we're going to get the old teen drama cliche oh, yeah. back where only one of Vanessa, Dan and Vanessa will be able to get into the school or the program they both want. Like, we're really doing this again? I love this, because it, it's going to break them up. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> Always looking on the bright side. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every time this pops up in a no, yeah, drama, it is I'm just so like, tired. they should both just be able to get in. Like, this this is never a thing where people are like, only one of you can get this spot. Or they should do a plot line where neither gets in. <laughs> like, oh, we both suck up, at writing. They break up anyway. <laughs> they both suck at writing so bad. And then, yeah. 
They're just they're laughed out of NYU. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. So Jenny and Eric are home, and who drops by but the uh, the cute boy from earlier? He returns the photo to Eric, and Eric asks how he knew what apartment he was in, and it turns out he started on the first floor and worked his way up to the penthouse. Like, how long was he doing it this for? And it looks like they just got home, so like he got really lucky with the timing that he made it up to the penthouse at the same time that they got home. I do like that for Eric, though. He's like, do you realize you're on the penthouse? And Eric's like, I kind of am. <laughs> what, a, what a flex for for our short king. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Eric introduces himself. We find out this boy's name is Elliot. And I I, I know I know everyone hates Jenny this episode, but I love Jenny's reaction. Oh, yeah, that was scene. great. She, she's watching Eric. She seems very supportive of Eric here. I love when they, that they are BFFs again and not uh, you know, at each other's throats. Yes, I, I'm. I'm glad that they, like, even though she has her own shit going on this episode, when she's with Eric, she, they're still acting like, uh, like besties. Love them. They're they're my they're my two favorite friends in the, in the show. They they because they really seem like actual friends. Yeah. Like unlike some people, some people are just like thrown on screen together. It's like, well, they're friends because they're walking together right now. Yeah. Just believe us. <laughs> so we get the. Uh, Awesome Girl voiceover montage. With we see poor Blair weeping in her room. We see Jack. Jack is in Chuck's room as Chuck comes back, and he asks Chuck if he's mad at him for telling Blair. And Chuck just calls security to escort Jack out of the penthouse immediately. Like these, uh, these contracts really go into effect very quickly. Really, they, I guess everyone got very, the memo that Chuck's in charge again. Yeah, I love how security is just like, oh, this person said this, that person said this. They just they follow. They, just, they, know, they know the contracts. <laughs> They're all in on it. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Chuck tells Jack that he and Blair will get past this. And uh, Brendan, prediction, do you think he's right? Will they get past this? Um, I, I feel like they're going to end up being like a, a parallel to Jack and Elizabeth. They're they're going to be like sort of in love and Blair loves him but can't be with him. Who, maybe they don't have to end up together. Chuck, uh, by the end of the series, the, uh... Chuck will have a goatee. <laughs> God, I hope not. Yeah. That'll be a real sign of uh, how... How far he's gone. How far <laughs> down he's gone. Um, so Jack also uh, does not think that they will be able to rebound from this. And he says that Blair has seen the real Chuck now, so it's over. She could never love that. No one could. I mean, I, and I wouldn't blame Blair, Blair if uh, Jack was correct about that. I, I'm sorry, but Chuck really fucked up. As, as Jack said, he couldn't really expect Blair to have sex with Uncle Jack and for them to still be okay. Like, Chuck was really just planning on never telling Blair about this. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's being old Chuck again. This is, this is, it's, again, like you said about other people and how they feel about Chuck, this is really a hard one to get over. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how he's going to redeem himself in the future. They'll give him some one-liners next episode, and you'll be like, ah, yeah, that's my guy. That's I can't stay man. mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get another like three-episode run where he's shit-faced again. Yeah, I, I mean, how can you stay mad at a guy that comes in and earnestly says, I think that whore may be my mother? You, <laughs> you gotta love that guy. <laughs> so... Jack says, hope the Empire is everything you wanted because now it's all you've got as he gets escorted out. And Jack leaves and Chuck sees the contract that Jack and Blair signed left on the pool table. And that ends a dramatic episode of Gossip Girl. So, Brendan, what what on earth happens next from here? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we can have some school stuff happen. Maybe they'll go back to people who actually uh, go to college next episode. Yeah, maybe we'll actually see uh, Chuck, uh, Nate and his Columbia buddies. Was that? What was that? Bury themselves in work. <laughs> a whole episode of everyone's <laughs> just busy with homework. Bury themselves in work. <laughs> I'd like to see, maybe like we'll see um, 
Nate hang out with these these college friends of his at like a frat party or something. I would. Can we just please go to a, another party or something? I, I would love to. Yeah. yeah or you, or I want to see Lily. I want to I want to do another uh, rewind Lily episode. Yes, another uh, Lily flashback. Yeah. I love that world that they. Uh, wish that pilot got picked up. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> All right, so let's let's zoom through some segments here. As we are uh, running a little long, Ligori is shaking his fist at the uh, at his phone right now, seeing how long this episode is already. Uh, of course, my favorite—I I think I have to stop saying my favorite uh, segment because, again, we only have comedy fan and sorry, comedy fan, but your reviews have been a little lackluster recently. Oh shit! Uh, comedy fan gives this episode an eight out of ten and says Blair and Chuck's story was just great. I loved watching the struggle Blair went through and her being so hurt, knowing that Chuck agreed to it. Also, a great scene. I don't know why he loved this so much. That's a, <laughs> a weird weird way to describe it i hope of course they will make it again they are a great couple jenny going after nate in this episode was also fun to watch and if and it was nice they gave us a bit more derota in this episode her running around with the guns and vanya's proposal were really fun scenes so it seems like uh besides the derota and vanya stuff everything that you guys were uncomfortable with comedy fan really fucking loved (laughs) that's why it's your favorite segment that's comedy (laughs) (laughs) that's comedy Comedy fan watches every episode and just ends it by saying, that's comedy. <laughs> you leave that part out of the reviews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every review ends with that's comedy exclamation point. Um, next week, the episode title is The Unbearable Lightness of Being. Brendan, do you have any predictions based on the episode title? The Unbearable Lightness of Being? I have no idea. Unbearable what... Lightness of Being. Um, I mean, I, at least it sounds like a, a Blair-centric episode, which I'm, I'm always happy with. It does. All right. Well, the according to the little blurb, it says a very pregnant Dorota gets married. So they really zoomed through this. Uh, oh, that sounds great. Engagement. <laughs> yeah. Might have another wedding episode on our hands. All right. Let's do some episode grades. Uh, Brendan, you went first last week, so I will go first this week. And uh, yeah, I know that it, it's an uncomfortable one, but I, I mean, for me, this, this episode, this is like a Gossip Girl episode. This is it's infamous. It's the episode where Chuck sells Blair for a hotel. And to this day, fans still remember this episode if you bring it up. It's a classic. It's a show-defining moment. It's jaw-dropping, the reveal. Uh, the Nate storyline, I, I I enjoyed watching it. A Game of Assassin is always a good time. I, I know Jenny was ruining it by being a, a little shit and trying to trying to get with Nate, but I think it's a, it's a fun time for everyone, even if they were, uh, you know, disrupting people in, in the cafes. Uh, the only problem for me is uh, just got another stupid Dan and Vanessa storyline. So, unfortunately, that is the only thing stopping me from giving it A. Uh, that and no Lily again. So, Brendan, I feel like we're going to have a big uh, a, a big difference again, much like last week, because I'm giving this one even higher than I gave last week. I'm giving it an A-. minus. Wow. Yeah, we're, we're going to be a um, little bit different. We're, we're going to be a little bit. That's what makes the podcast so great. We're, wow. we're a little bit different. <laughs> this is uh, so Brendan, do you want to go? Do you want to go next? Sure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've been alluding to it all episode long, but I, I didn't love it. I think maybe it's a little bit better than last week, especially because we have uh, some great Dorota scenes. Um, Eric is also here, so I love the two best side characters being uh, sort of in, in the mainframe here. Uh, but we also don't have Lily. Uh, Rufus actually has a funny, like, like a couple decent scenes. Like they're using Rufus here. correctly. They, they're yeah, using you Rufus good. correctly again. So I appreciate but my, that. My worry is that Lily comes back and then obviously... I know. It's just the hardest part. Is like my theory character um, brings out the worst in some people in, on the show. And I guess some people meaning just one person. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like that other stuff, like I was just... I don't like having to watch a show with like one eye closed. Uh, and that's what I feel like I was doing with, with a lot of the Jack stuff. Um, and... A lot of like the Vanessa and Dan stuff, just because they're annoying, and then the Jenny stuff was was boring too. Um, oh, not not so not so boring, just just weird. 
By the end of the Jack and Chuck stuff, though, I did feel like that was a, like a, a worthy way to break the two up. I feel like they had to do it at some point to bring them back together. So they earned that. I, I didn't hate this as much as, as you think. It's a, it's a C for me. Wow. Still a pretty big, uh, a pretty big difference. Not as big as the uh, A from Spencer and the D plus from you last week. But yeah. um, <laughs> Catherine, what grade do you give this episode? Oh, A plus plus plus. Oh wow! All right. <laughs> and, uh, canonically, no A pluses, but I will give it an A. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I love this episode. I love the drama. Um, and like you said, I think it's a quintessential Gossip Girl episode. I think um, I haven't seen the Gossip Girl reboot. I don't know if we talk about that on this podcast, but oh, yeah, R.I.P. to the Gossip Girl reboot, by the way. Oh, which, yes. Uh, breaking. Breaking news, it, it has been canceled. So, uh, it's canceled, and I think it's canceled because it doesn't have episodes like this. So, exactly, yes. Um, yeah, great drama, fantastic. Love the Chuck and Blair moments, and uh, it's a historical episode for a reason. So, that's I why agree. it's an A for me. Thank you for for bumping this bumping this episode back up from from Brendan C. I uh, oh. love that the guests aren't afraid to to throw around A's anymore, like the, like they were in uh, in season. Yeah, one. they're going uh, even further with the A pluses too. <laughs> the A pluses, yeah. Everyone keeps trying to give A pluses, and I will not have no, it. No, no, no. Uh, Sean, what what grade do you give this episode? I feel a little unqualified to give an actual grade. Um, okay, but well, I, that's the end of the segment then. <laughs> All right, Sean, you you can leave then. <laughs> We great episodes I'm, here. I'm, so I'm going to give it a thumbs up, which equates <laughs> to a B. Oh, okay. It's a solid what? B. Solid B. B. Okay, so we're we're all over the map sure. here. E's, B's, and C's galore. Uh, MVPs of the episode now. Um, I wanted so badly to give the MVP to Amalia because for some reason she's turned into my favorite minion of all time, and I'm pretty sure this is her last episode. <laughs> oh, but unfortunately, wow. in her last episode, she really doesn't get a ton to do. So. No. I have to give it to Dorota. She's hilarious with yeah. her props. She gets to play the game of assassin. She's getting married now. This is just a great episode for her. But I am giving, let the record show, I'm giving an honorary mention to my girl Amalia as uh, I'll say minion of the year or minion of minion of the show. So wow. far, my number one Good number one minion award goes to Amalia. Thank you for your service. Congrats. All right, Brendan, who's your MVP? Also, Dorota. I mean, I, from minute one that she was on the screen, I, I knew it was going to be an all timer for her. She's playing around with that funny little gun lighter. And she gets engaged. I mean, she's she's happy as can be. She's full of babies. She's full of happiness. Go Dorota. Yep, I, I had a feeling you might go Dorota. Yeah. Uh, Catherine, are you in agreement, or do you have another MVP on the mind? I I think MVP Dorota, but also MVP Vanya, because, you know, oh, sure. he's making moves. He's yeah. proposing. He's, uh, he's committing. He's committing to Dorota. So MVP Dorota, but also... Honorary mentioned Divanya, okay. of course. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Sean, you have a chance to make this a queen sweep if you want, or you could go elsewhere. I refuse. I'm giving it to Elliot. Oh, wow. I Rhoda just misses out. Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot really went through some painstaking processes to yeah. track down yeah. Eric. That's and, true. Uh, I think that's that's that was the big move of the episode for me. Oh, that's fair. I'm glad Elliot's getting some love. He did really go through a lot in this episode to to track that out. That true devotion there. Um, now, of course, we're going to go to the LVPs, and I knew going into that that I was going to give my LVP to Chuck, and that's not changing. Uh, you can't sell your girlfriend to your creepy uncle for a hotel. You, ju- you just can't do it. So LVP for Chuck. Uh, Brendan, wh- what do you say? Who's your LVP? Yeah, I mean, your, your girlfriend's not your property, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Chuck. <laughs> LVP. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Catherine, 
who's your LVP? I'm so sad to say, but I'm also going with Chuck. You know, he, he had a lot of growth, and I feel like he was really headed in a good direction. And, you know, him being around his mother and Jack, you know, I think it really set him back, and he sold Blair. So LVP for Chuck. Yeah, it, you got to do it. Sean, are we going four for four with Chuck, or are you going elsewhere again? I want a dissent just for the fun of it, but no, I'll go with Jack. <laughs> wow, four LVPs for Chuck. A historic, oh, historic uh, bad episode. Yeah. It's, so, it's, the episode isn't known as the episode where uh, Jenny gives a weird little kiss. Right, <laughs> and I, that's my other option, too. Myself there, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, every time I'm like, I love Jenny, everyone's like, how could you do that after she gave a weird, weird little, little kiss? kiss. <laughs> <laughs> In oh. the episode where Chuck sells play. Oh, can I come on for the episode where Jenny gives a weird little kiss to Nate? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yes, of course. I know, I know exactly 17. what episode you're, you're referring to. Um, so that does it for our segments. Except, of course, for everyone's favorite segment. And that, of course, is Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And we, speaking of our good friend, uh, Elliot, the MVP, uh, we are going to do a scene where Elliot meets Eric after Vanya proposes to Dorota. So we're getting all the LV- MVPs involved here. Um, who, who, who wants to be who? What, uh, I, I don't, I don't know uh, if we have much experience with these uh, four characters. So, um, um, maybe, um, Sean can be his favorite character, Elliot. Sweet. Big honk. All right. Does it, does that work for you, Sean? That's A-OK with me. Great. I would, I would love to be Vanya. Vanya? All okay. Right. <laughs> All right, Brendan, who do you want? Do you want uh, Dorota or Eric? Um, I'll take Dorota. All right. So uh, Vanya's going to start off this scene. Okay. Hello, Dorota. What are you doing here? I will be killed if someone find me. Why would somebody kill you? Anti-royalists from Russia? No, in-game. Then I must do something before you die. Dorota, from the first moment I saw you, I knew you were princess. And every day you make me feel like king. Will you? Yes, yes. Yes, of course I will marry you. Aww. Oh, I'm dead. At least now <laughs> I'll die with happiness. <laughs> oh, Vanya, I'm so sorry. I just completely knocked you over to the floor. Hey, you okay? Oh, yeah, I, I am. Uh, Vanya, are you okay? I am engaged. Oh, oh, wow, wow. Uh, congratulations, both of you. Uh, s- sorry, uh, my, my new handsome friend. Uh, a friend's housekeeper and our doorman just got engaged, but uh, y- you obviously got that, the engagement. Yeah, that's pretty self-explanatory. It's the all-black outfit that's throwing me. Well, uh, I'm in the middle of a game of assassin, If you, if you need to know. Oh, well, please, continue on your way. I'd hate to contribute to your untimely death. Looks like I'm safe for the moment. Do you, uh, you live in the building? No, no. I just like hanging out in random lobbies, overhearing marriage proposals, and looking for pickup games of Assassin. Then this is definitely your lucky day. Indeed. My baby will still be a bastard. It doesn't matter. I'm getting married. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. It's all right, (laughs) <laughs> I'm happy again. Oh man. Another, <laughs> another great great scene. Great job to everyone involved. Um the only thing we have left is some plugs. But first, Sean and Catherine, got to got to thank you yeah, both thank for you coming so on the podcast. From from the first day I asked uh if anyone wanted to come on, 
and you booked this episode months in advance to, to finally we have reached it. Honestly, probably more than a year in advance it's been now. Yeah. So uh, it's great that you guys could finally come on. Always, always great to talk to you too. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug at this hour? Ooh, uh, you can follow me on Instagram um, at A-L-S-T-O-N dot C-A-T-E. Um, yeah, that's that's my only plug. Love it. Very love, good. Love a good Instagram plug. John, you got anything to plug these days? Uh, not really. Uh, no, no plugs here. Yeah, wow. you're famously not on Twitter, so you can't you can't plug your Twitter. <laughs> um, do, do you use any social media? Uh, I have Facebook and Instagram, but I never post on it. Oh yeah, same. our friend Sean yeah, on yeah. Facebook. Everybody <laughs> find him. You're gonna get a lot of anyone's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> gonna leave everyone in purgatory. All right, Brendan. <laughs> What are you plugging? There we go. Uh, we're going to have to plug some Hobby Boys content. We have uh, a new episode that came out, I guess at this point it'll be last week, with good friend of the show, Carrie Ann Thomas. We review... At Carrie Ann Thomas she, on Lonely Boys. She's coming Boys. on Lonely Boys. She's a Gossip Girl fan. Uh, we oh had a great time talking God, to her about Montucky her. Cold Snacks, uh, a, a great beer. And you said in our group chat with Brian Gagan that you wouldn't like this beer. It's it's a light beer. I think you would like this thing. Um, oh, it's what's an, so special about it? Usually, I the beers where everyone's like, "Oh, this is such a great beer." It's like it tastes like shit. Like, no, yeah, it, it's. Uh, I don't know what's so special about it. Really, at the end of the day, it's just like it's just it's the marketing and the the packaging. That's <laughs> really that really does it for me. It does taste better I than mean, the Bud yeah, Light to me, though. A commercial for the Montucky Cold Snack. First of all, the name, great. The commercial great. was even better. Yeah, yeah. The, the commercial really makes you thirsty. Um, so if you if you want to find out what the hell we're talking about. Go over to the Hoppy Boys podcast, uh, wherever you get those, and listen to our episode covering that beer, Montucky Cold Snacks. Uh, otherwise, you can listen to us talk about The OC on Patreon. Uh, I think at this point, nine episodes are out. Um, so go over, and you can listen to all nine of those for just three bucks over at patreon.com slash the Hoppy Boys pod. We, we're gain, slowly getting more more patrons. We're still trying to get to that double-digit mark, so smash that subscribe button button baby on patreon very good very couldn't have yeah. said it any better myself um i'm also gonna plug uh harry ann thomas's episode of the hoppy wow. boys she's I haven't finished it yet she's fantastic i hope she uh likes season five and six of gossip girl because uh, that's all that's available mm -hmm. but you have her pick out an episode immediately oh, and then i'd also like to be her friend i know um, she's so fun I, we haven't talked to her in a long time and i was so glad to reconnect, and she was just such a fun energy, and I, ho I hope that she, at some point, hits the lottery like she talks about, and we can oh, God, uh, start doing so. a travel show with her like we planned on is, doing. Uh, is she tall? She is kind of tall. Does she have tall she's energy? Got, she's, yeah, oh, yeah. She's big, tall girl energy. You know, she, not, she not reminds big. me a lot. Like Her voice and her appearance and attitude reminds me a lot of like a, uh, a Long Island Miley Cyrus. A Long Island Miley Cyrus. Wow. Yeah. Long Island Miley. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? What, what, what else? Okay. Okay. All right. By the time this comes out, I don't even know if that's true anymore. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, eventually, I'm going to be on the, the Talk in Texas Forever podcast, Talking Friday Night Lights. I am recording that in a couple days, so I'm not sure if that's going to come out this week or next week, but be on the lookout for it because I'm sure it's going to be great. Um, besides that, Brendan, have you watched Fleischman in Trouble? is in trouble yet? No, no, I, I, I keep uh, enjoying Letterkenny too much, and I keep watching that show. So, but you but out I, to I Colin did to talk about it at all. I, I still haven't reached out to Colin. I will at some point, but um, 
You'll be happy to know I just did get a login to Peacock, so I can at some point watch the oh. um, the Save oh, you by can the watch reboot. the Save by the Bell reboot. Yeah, so I'll, I'll work on that before I get to Fleischman. John and Catherine, have you guys uh, gotten into Fleischman at all? Like I recommended? Not yet, no. but it's on our list. All John right, all right. Watch it first, and then tell me if it's good. Yeah, I, I, I pre-screen everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. To let to let let Catherine know if it's uh, suitable for her eyes. Yes. 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 <laughs> um. Uh, besides that, there'll still be one more episode of the Gossip Girl reboot before it gets canceled forever. Um, much less devastated about this cancellation than about the Saved by the Bell reboot. Uh, you know, it, it just wasn't as good as uh, original Gossip Girl, and that is uh, that's okay. That's probably why it was canceled and not as many people watched it. But I was having a good time watching yeah. it, so still be it'll still be sad to see it go. Maybe it's less for um, us to cover at some point too. Yeah, I feel like you there, were you never raving insight, about I guess. it. So yeah, if, if yeah. it was good, I'd be happy to just keep going with it, but. It seemed like no one was ever super in on it, so I, I feel like we could. I could see us just doing chunks of episodes of that just to get it over with at, at the end of this. It sounds like you're already dreading <laughs> when we finally get to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not excited about it. <laughs> all right, maybe maybe you'll end up loving it. Who knows? Who knows? Um, that's that's all for now. I, listen, I, I could plug all day, but I, I got it. I got to go back to sleep and take a nap. My. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm running on fumes here. Yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. You can follow his other podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. Um, what, what happens next? Oh, yeah. You can uh, you can come back next week. Of course. Of course. Next week where we'll be uh, breaking down season three, episode 18, The Unblairable Lightness of Being or something like that, where we, have, we will have, of course, another great guest. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely, Lonely Boys. boys. Ooh, we did it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.